0: I got one thing to say. This is when the big dogs come out. Stay on okay, you're right. So the the big dogs, the big dogs. Yeah. stay on the board. It's time.
1: Live. Let's rock this place. Let's have some fun. In the entertainment capital of the world, it's the T.C. Martin Show. We are seeing a special performance tonight. Diagnosis, prognosis,
2: osmosis. Say what? It's time to get your daily prescription from the doctor, T.C. Martin.
3: I want to know what the hell he's smoking.
2: The doctor is now in. And a good Monday afternoon to you. Happy Championship Day. That's right. We are going to be previewing Alabama, Georgia tonight. We are live at the Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas. It is the T.C. Martin Show, of course. You know, Monday through Friday, 2 to 4 p.m., here at uh, America's Finest Hotel in Las Vegas on the Strip. Because the Cosmopolitan in Las Vegas, our Friday home normally, but we uh, extend that, of course, for special occasions. And today, definitely a special occasion because we get ready for tonight's NCAA College Football Playoff Championship game. The Tide and the dogs they'll do it again. And we look forward to that. And, of course... The NFL regular season now concludes, and what a wild, crazy, wooly game it was last night at Allegiant Stadium. Uh, We got the crew in the house here who were all at Allegiant Stadium last night. Jay Schrader, former quarterback for the Raiders, he will join us next hour. Double B, Brian Benowitz, of course, our gracious host here at the Cosmopolitan, our hockey and pickleball guru, uh, and Raiders season ticket holder, and... Our handicapper extraordinaire. When we last left him on Friday, the uh, tally was thirty-three and nine on the program. I'm not exactly sure uh, where he stands now, but he is in the at, uh, that lucky customary third seat over the one and only Marco D'Angelo. What is
1: going on, fellas? Marco, i will start with you. How you doing, brother? I'm just uh, glad to be here today because uh, after the roller coaster of yesterday, I was just trying not to have a heart attack. I mean, you start the day. I've got a big bet on Baltimore against my Steelers. And, you know, because there's no way the Steelers are getting in the playoffs. Come on. Jacksonville win. And then what happens? Jacksonville's winning. Pittsburgh and Baltimore. And, you know, we could talk about coaches' decisions all day today. And and we will. And, you know, John Harbor, I can't give him a pass. I cannot. Um, Two bonehead moves yesterday. Uh, The fourth and two early in the game. At the Steeler 45, absolutely you go for that. But put your offense on the field. Don't go back to punt and have your punter throw a low percentage pass downfield in the rain. It was raining in Baltimore yesterday. I'm like, I'm going ballistic. And then when Baltimore was up 10-6 and inside the 10-yard line can put the game away, the Steelers, you can run the football right up the middle on them. That's their weakness. He's got Huntley. Throwing the football in the end zone mm. and gets the interception where they could have, yeah. you know, put the game mm. away. Well,
2: a couple things on that. First of all, Sam Cook, your punter, mm. you realize he was seven for seven on fourth down mm. passes before that, not you? Know? Okay. Seven for seven. Yeah. No, it was horrendous. It was yes. ridiculous. But Brandon Staley, horrendous for the Chargers. Okay, and, and John Harbaugh, those two guys they cost their teams from going to the postseason. And it goes back to that first time against Pittsburgh when he decided to go for two. And I just I, I, I blasted him at that point in time. It's ridiculous. you got the best kicker in all of football, you know, and, and, and why not just kick the extra point, go to overtime, and I don't want to hear about, oh, well, we don't have any cornerbacks and this, that. Yeah. But how many times have we seen these fourth-down plays come back to haunt coaches and all of a sudden it's often guard. It's the thing to do. Analytics. This isn't baseball. It's ridiculous
1: and it comes back to haunt you more times than not. Even in baseball when everybody says you don't bunt anymore. okay? (laughs) I'm sorry. There are still situations. You have to understand game flow. In the game flow yesterday you're playing for the playoffs and you're at your own 18 yard line and it's a three point game. You're on the road why in God's name? I don't care what the analytics tell me. Yeah. You, common sense tells you you punt the football away. And this
2: wasn't fourth quarter. I no. mean, this was early in the
1: game. Right.
2: <laughs> and of course, we're talking about the Chargers' Brand Staley again, and going back to what we talked about before. Uh, they lost the game against Kansas City. They put themselves in these type of uh, uh,
1: situations when he went for on five fourth downs. He lost the Baltimore game earlier in the yep. season. He did the same There's thing. They got they got blown out. They got mm-hmm. blown out because he did that on his own side of the field. Mm-hmm. It missed, and then right. Baltimore got easy touchdowns. Yeah. The one thing from yesterday that was staley, and everybody is looking at the two obvious ones: that fourth down, and then calling the timeout. Mm-hmm. What was lost to me that I now it worked out for him, mm-hmm. but when they were down 15 points and they scored the first touchdown. He went for two there. (laughs) Uh, No. Okay. You don't go for two there because if you miss that – your team is done. The they're, game they're is over. They're down nine, and you need two scores. Yes. Exactly.
3: I, I was saying the exact same thing. Hey, listen, why did the Raiders go for two with 14 minutes to go in the game? Yeah. You could have gone up. I have the answer to that one. That was, that was ridiculous. Go up to 13 yeah, right? and well, be done with it. That you, was a bad call. Do you know why? With 10 minutes or less, you go ahead and go for two. Right. Well, you just got to play math. These yeah. guys don't understand math over there. And I'll go back. I'll start over with okay. Baltimore because you guys are all over the map right now. I know, I know. <laughs> I, and I, 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 I have the show structured here today, <laughs> too. It just blew up. Oh. I stayed stayed home to watch that Baltimore game before yeah. I went out to the tailgate, which was a nice three-hour ordeal and, yeah. and lot in over yeah. there, which was fantastic. We missed you yesterday. Yeah, right.
2: well, I, I had I had some work to do. I'm sorry.
3: Pittsburgh has got to be the luckiest team I've ever seen. That is a horrific football team <laughs> that won that game because Baltimore allowed them to win, and then by some miracle, Jacksonville beats the uh, the Colts. Yeah. But, I mean, Big Ben can't throw it from me to you. <laughs> I know. And then, I mean, uh, Najee Harris made some great runs on that last play, but, I mean, those balls fluttering for five yards for them to back up into it and, and then to get the winner, it was, it was unbelievable, inexplicable mistake to throw that ball. When when they had an easy field goal at that point to to put the ball in Huntley's hands to throw the ball there, mm-hmm. I couldn't believe it. I said they're going to blow this game, and then I started rooting for a tie because I couldn't. I'm un- sorry, <laughs> right. sorry to Marco, but I was kind of rooting for the tie. But at the end, it's just win, baby. It's not just win tie, baby. Yeah. So okay. uh, just to start with the Baltimore game, I couldn't believe they lost that game. Yeah, watching watching really the the whole second half of that game. It
2: was an ugly football game. It was downright. Ugly. I had people come up to you, hey, see the Baltimore Pittsburgh game, boy, close game over time. That was a great game. No, it wasn't. It was a horrendous football game. Were they combined for 20 punts in that game? That was horrible football.
3: The Chargers, now to go back to the Raiders, since we're okay. back on that, I've said right. my piece there. Yeah, good. The, the Chargers uh, uh, really, I mean, I, I couldn't believe that they went for two to make it 20 to 29 to 22. Yeah, because if they miss, they're, down they're missing, nine. They're, and there's, there's not enough That's, time. Right. at that point, uh, the Raiders made all kinds of crazy moves. That that end around on on second and one, <laughs> handing the ball to uh, uh, Renfro yeah. was insane. Yeah. We're, and they lost yardage on that, yeah. and then crazy uh, you know losses and penalties and uh, you know the Chargers not being called for a, a blatant face mask. Uh, was crazy on that last drive. I mean, almost ripped the guy's head off. The official was
2: behind the play, and he but the, ch- couldn't see it. I the know. Chargers, the Chargers
3: are not a good football team, and they're not disciplined at all. At all. They made a million penalties <laughs> that they should have made more, but I think the refs were just, oh, we've called too much on them. And, and it's hard for me to p- believe that. Watching the Raiders because the Raiders usually make those mistakes, right. but they didn't. The only big mistake they made was 32 kind of headbutting that guy after the after the punt. Yeah. Uh, other than that, I mean, I thought the Raiders played very well, very respectful game. Uh, they got enough pressure on that guy, uh, Herbert. Yeah. He made that one bad pass. He made another bad pass that he got away with because there's a hold on the other side. Mm. But, but in the end of the end at the end of the game, that was exhilarating. The game was so much fun to be at right. and so emotional. I don't know how many fourth downs they converted. A fourth and 21. I don't know. Tw- uh, six fourth uh, and tens. I'll tell you exactly yeah.
2: what they did. All right. They had to convert. All right. Six fourth down converts. They converted yeah. all of them. And here's what they did. They <laughs> converted two fourth and sixes. They converted a fourth and nine. They converted three. Count them. Three fourth and tens. Oh
3: yeah, and by the way, the fourth insane incredible fourth and 21. Yeah. Unbelievable! And that was a mistake by the Raiders. They rushed three in there. I mean, they, they're getting all kinds of pressure, making this guy run, get out of the pocket, and then they rush three. And they, I mean, that guy's got a laser arm. That Aibert. All right, and so he zipped it right in. Let's
2: there. let's go back to Abear. No, Herbert. <laughs> Herbert. Yeah, not, not Bobby, <laughs> not Bobby Hebert. Hebert. There you go. Pride, pride of uh, somewhere down in Louisiana. Yeah, right yeah, there we yeah. go. All right, let's go back to the wild win. It was one for the ages. Oh my it goodness. was, it was fantastic. You know, I had been to. You know, many playoff games at Lambeau Field involving the Packers, and this one rivaled one of the, you know, uh, for me yesterday. And it was, it was you're right, Brian, exhilarating is a very good word. Uh, one for the ages, the atmosphere in that building, uh, I- incredible. And Raider fans showed up. There was quite a bit of blue in there as well, too. It, 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 you saw a that blue. Well. There, Chargers there, show, there, showed there, up. there was. But, uh, yeah, it, it was a great atmosphere, and I'm, I'm sure – you know, in in the
3: three eleven, people were going crazy there. It was it was a wild scene. It was a wild scene, and uh, uh, I got home last night. God, goodness, the game started at five twenty. I got home yeah. by, I think ten thirty. Yeah, and I was just amped. I was amped. I, I was exhausted and amped. I'm like, I'm not going to go to bed now after watching that game because yeah. uh, let's face it, the Raiders win four in a row. They make the playoffs in in fantastic fashion when it looks like they blew a fifteen point lead. They come back, field goal, field goal, go down. Are they going to kick it? You know. Um, the running back Jacobs runs right yep. up the middle, gets another few yards, and I don't know if they kick it if he doesn't get that last run. I don't know.
1: I'm, I'm I don't know if they do
3: because you don't you certainly don't want something okay. blocked. But at the end of the day, uh, you know the the, the the Charger coach calls a timeout with which, 38 seconds to go, which was which was puzzling. Right. And uh, you right. know, at the end of the day, that probably cost them. And see, a Chargers, I don't care. So let's
2: let's <laughs> let's break this down. We'll get to that. So. The game unfolds like this. The Raiders yeah. jump out to a 10 nothing lead. And at that point in time, it looked like, wow, here we go. This thing could, could turn out to be a blowout. Uh, took the Chargers a while to get going, but once they did, Herbert engineered two drives, and all of a sudden, just like that, boom, the Chargers are ahead, 14-10. One miracle play in the middle of the
3: field. Yes. where They collide and the ball falls. Yeah,
2: yeah, that was, that was crazy. But the Raiders responded on the uh, to get a touchdown on the final drive before halftime. Raiders are ahead 17-10. Third quarter, Raiders score 12 straight points to seemingly put the game away. I don't know about you guys, but I felt like okay, this thing now looks like it's it's going to be over. But as we know in the NFL, especially with the Raiders, is never over till it's over. Right? Uh, they score the 12 straight points, and going back to what you're talking about, Brian. Uh, instead of making it 13 by kicking the extra point 14 the reason why and I knew this was going to happen because the card says you go for two the card in the book that every NFL coach has in their back pocket when you get to 12 they're thinking well we got to get to two touchdowns and, and two uh, extra points that makes it a 14 because in their mind they're thinking well if we're past the 11 now it, it basically you have to get two touchdowns so don't kick it to 13 but that not kicking it Came back to haunt him. Well, almost came back to haunt him.
3: Absolutely. I didn't understand. And the two point play was terrible. Right. Yeah. They throw, the, they Most they throw that ball out yeah. in the flat to yeah. to, to, uh, to a little yeah. uh, We either, we either see no rollouts
2: or we see balls out to the flat, which I don't understand. But, again, it's just like the book says, hey, when you're up
3: by four, you, you, you go for two and get it to six. It's simple math, yeah. though. There's enough possessions. Get to 13. Yeah. If it's under 10 minutes, go for two. I mean, I don't know. I'd, I'd go for two at that point, try to yeah. go 14. But there was 14 minutes and change left in the game. I'm yeah. like, what are you doing? Yeah. To me,
1: I know what the charts say. But there's two different charts. There's a chart if you're ahead, and there's a chart if you're behind. They are ahead. You make the other team chase the points, not you. You go to 13 if they have to score two touchdowns to beat you. Or you're sitting the other scenario, touchdown, field goal, field goal, for the tie. Make them chase the points, not you. Right.
2: I I agree. And like I said, here come the Chargers. They convert these six fourth-down conversions. Six... Fourth town conversions, they converted all of them. They needed all of them. And then then again, one was a review. Yeah, one was a review. And then they They go ahead and they, uh, again, they they convert at the end of regulation, you know, with the touchdown and uh, just had to kick the extra point because, again, they crazily went for two earlier, like you said, Marco, uh, to get it down to seven. Uh, They missed that nine and the ball game's over. But uh, coaching mistakes. Uh, again, by the Chargers, the penalties, like you mentioned, the pass interference things are ridiculous. I mean, I don't know what the defensive backs were thinking, especially the one where Carr threw the ball into the left corner of the end zone and the interference was in the middle end zone, 20, 25 yards away, insanity. And then the one prior to that where the guy didn't turn around, I, I, it, it, it's mind-boggling how a team, I'm with you, like this team does not deserve to advance Playing that type of defense, that type of penalties, and then a coach that makes that kind of team, Then by the end of the game, I'm thinking this Raider team, as much as we want them to go to the postseason, and it's so electric inside there, they don't deserve to go to the postseason either. If you give up six fourth downs, like I said,
3: fourth and tens, fourth and nines, fourth and twenty ones? Are you kidding me? Insane. That was Gus Bradley. Because I'll tell you what, he, when he put some pressure on him in that last drive and forced the fourth and six, so they had to kick a field goal, yeah. that guy Mad Max, he's all over the place. Mm-hmm. He's all over the place. And you put a fourth guy and even a fifth guy rushing, they don't have the time. When you rush three guys, he just sat back there and he's got a laser. I watched him warming up. Herbert can just fire that ball. So yeah. you give him time where he doesn't have to move around, it's fine. But yeah. he panicked a couple of times in that game and it cost him. Yeah.
2: His accuracy was phenomenal, though. And especially on uh, the touchdown on that fourth down where the last play, uh, regulation. He had to just pinpoint that thing between three Raider defenders. Uh, he he was spot on with his accuracy last
1: night. And, again, as it's unfolding that it's going to be a tie for all yes. intents and purposes. Yes, okay, let's get to that. Yeah, You guys were at the game. I wasn't at the game, unfortunately, but I'm watching the game. They kept showing there was a Steeler fan... Yes. In, in, I, in, in the, I saw that when oh, I got I home just, with the highlights. Okay. And they kept show the yeah. last five minutes of I thought it was you for a, a second. Yeah, well, <laughs> I was in a casino, and I was the only one because you, when you're in a sports book, you know when you're sitting here. Every play, half of the sports book's cheering. The other half's not. Okay, last night, everybody's cheering for the tie because it was all Raiders and Chargers fans in the sports book, mm-hmm. and I'm sitting there... <laughs> Do not do this to me. After everything that unfolded today, if this finishes in a tie, I'm probably going to, you know, I, I don't know if I'd have been here today because I, I probably would have punched somebody and would have been calling somebody to get me out of jail. It would not have been a good ending. But is it going to be a good
2: inning for you anyway? I mean, it's just prolonging it. The Steelers are getting drilled next week. You know that. I,
1: I know that. And, and <laughs> I said that. So get your misery okay. Pull the plug early. You should have seen me earlier in the day watching that game with my buddy, who's also from Pittsburgh. And I got money on Baltimore. I'm rooting for Baltimore. <laughs> he's rooting for the Steelers because he's a diehard Steeler fan. And, you know, I'm ready for him to start throwing chicken wings at me at, at the bar. because We're getting into the th- fight and I said you know we're going to get killed next week he still he goes we want to extend the season we want one more game for Ben I said why so he has another bad ge- playoff yeah. game lower Yeah. I'll
3: tell you this though TC yeah Carlson's amazing absolutely he's amazing yeah. he's got ice water in his veins I don't know how many games he won at the wire this year mm-hmm. maybe three or four yeah but I mean Hey, he, five. There he is. We've got a stat guy yeah. right there. Five there games. Go. He's a killer out there. Killer yeah. Carlson, man. He just comes out and he makes those kicks. He made the 50-plus yarder. Chargers didn't. Yes. Pushed it off. So, Hopkins you know, missed all, his, all right. said and done, yeah. you know, that could be the difference in the game. I mean, uh, okay. and the fact is they got a great kicker in Carlson, and I, I'd take him over anybody.
2: You know where he went to school, don't you? Remember? Went to Auburn.
3: There you go. On that's the prairie. Big,
2: yeah, yeah, that's a big kick, sir.
3: Yeah, well, you know what? Uh, Pat Dye's not there anymore. Yeah. He used to play for the tie a lot. Chargers would have liked him right. out there.
2: So speaking of the tie, all right, yes, there was a conspiracy theory out there, and people were talking about, hey, you know, maybe, uh, you know, uh, both of uh, these coaches will, uh, you know, get conservative or whatever, come to the fourth quarter in the nonsense, you know, which, again, I thought was nonsense. Oh, they'll, they'll agree to a tie. You know, no, that's, that's nonsense. No one's doing that. But I will tell you this. As this game unfolded, and I, I think I said like in about third quarter, I said, this thing has got overtime written all over it. And then it was 15, I'm going like, well, maybe not now. I mean, it's going to have to really get weird to, to get to the uh, to tie at the end of regulation. And, and it did. But when it got to overtime, you could see both sides get really ultra-conservative with the play calling, specifically the Raiders here. And so... When the Raiders won the coin toss, I said, well, you know, the Raiders are going to want to go down and, and, and get the touchdown here. And it stalled, and they got the field goal. Chargers came back, and they kicked the field goal. At that point in time, it looked like, okay, this thing could look like a tire. So when the Raiders had the ball with less than two minutes to go, they threw, I believe, three passes, but their final three plays were all Josh Jacobs' runs. Under two minutes when they had the ball at midfield. Actually, they had it at the Charger 45. Well, if you are playing to win the football game, you will continue to go downfield with Carr like you did earlier in the game, like you do normally if you're in a regular overtime game, but you're at the 45 and you're running the ball conservatively.
3: TC, I totally disagree with you. That's what happened, so I Ryan. totally disagree with you. You run the ball. You run the ball. There's only so much time you don't want to give that guy the ball back. The Chargers the ball back with their two timeouts. You outs. don't get the ball back. Who cares? No, they're, no, no. The Raiders run, score. The game's over. You run the ball. Because they've each had a field win, goal. Win or tie, you win. You're in the playoffs. So it really doesn't matter. Okay. Really doesn't matter. You're playing math. But my you, point you, is. If you throw the ball t- twice and two minutes left, right. you give that guy the ball, then you know, all you've got to do is go down and kick a field goal to beat you. No, no, Brian. I give the ball not, to Jacobs. Char- I let him run and win the game for you, and if, that's what they do. If the Raiders score. It's over. Yeah, the Chargers don't get the ball back. But if we throw two intercepts, two incompletions, no no time goes off the clock, okay. and there's two okay. minutes left, and you got Herbert with two timeouts with the ball, you've made a huge mistake. And the Raiders ran the ball, they ran them over, and they did what they needed to do, kicked the field goal with two seconds left because they got there.
2: Okay, but my point is they would. there was no urgency. Who cares about the urgency? You're in the playoffs with a tie.
3: You don't give the Chargers the ball back my at po- all.
2: Okay, but the point is the Raiders were not playing to win the game at yes, that point. Yes, they were. No, they weren't. Th- th- did they win the game? They're, did okay. they run the ball? Run the ball it, run the ball if staley does not call that timeout at 38 seconds and Basaccia said this they had the conversation because at that point in time who cares the, the, at that point who cares if they win the game they're in the playoffs they,
3: right it's, that's, that's my point but it's, it's, that, that's you're, how you're playing it who that's cares that's my point
2: they were playing for the, time. Not it were, is the tie It's they the tie or win
3: they're playing to tie or win, play. or win not lose they huddle they up, throw the ball they could lose the they game they huddled up left.
2: they refused to use any
3: of their own timeouts
2: they were playing for the tie whether you know, it doesn't and, matter. And again, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't
3: matter. It doesn't the matter. The worst thing you can do is, ter- is punt the ball at midfield and give that guy two minutes with two timeouts. I don't think they were him.
2: punting. I mean, they were in Carlson Field. Once you, what you, well, they got the forty-five with
1: two and minutes then left. They, they were they midfield. moved it inside the forty. Yeah, this is the one time we always say the phrase: "You play not to lose." When it was at four minutes and it was a tie game, that is the one time that you do use that phrase. You play not to lose that game because not losing that game is winning. Is winning right? Right. Yeah. Okay. And so yes, they were playing conservative and running the football. My big question is, if he doesn't call the timeout, and he—I cha- don't know if you knows it, he changed personnel. He took a linebacker when they were out there, and he That's called the only timeout. That's the reason to call the timeout. He Staley, hit, yeah, yeah. He took the linebacker out and put a guy that's out of position who mm. missed his assignment mm. and let Jacobs get the run. If Jacobs doesn't break that for ten yards, do they even kick the field They goal don't.
3: Away? I don't. That's they my don't. point. Yeah.
2: That's my point. They, they are don't. not playing to win the game. And Staley, by Staley calling that timeout, he cost his team a chance of the postseason.
3: Well, yeah, you because the you're Raiders at, were content. You're, you're, right? not a, you're not a Staley fan. No, oh. I mean how no, can I, you be? I haven't been all year. How can you be? I mean <laughs> did you and I'm not and I'm not a hardball fan anymore <laughs> either, after what I've seen this clown do all year. Listen, it was it was a just win or tie baby. Right. And it was a win. They got right. the win, and it was exhilarating, it was fun. At the end of the day. And I was fine with the the, Raider, the Raiders did what they needed to do right. to get in the playoffs on that last drive right. and it was a thing of beauty. And Josh Jacobs ran like the guy we thought he was going to be a few years ago.
2: Would you and I can't remember what you said earlier, would you would you've been exhilarated if the game ended in a tie? I wouldn't care. If if, if, no. if Carr went Neil Diamond or they just ran the ball up the middle without even attempting yeah. the field goal,
3: wouldn't have made any difference You're, to me. Nope. We're still playing next right. weekend. Right.
2: However, let's let's do the math here. If the Raiders get the tie, they have the seven seed, right, or the six seed, six or seven. They by that victory, they got the five seed, and they got a better they got a better plan now, and they're playing Cincinnati.
3: Already played Cincinnati. That game kind of got got away from right. them. Remember, there's a couple of times they had ability to make some plays right. and they didn't. But the Raiders are playing they better now, away.
2: and Cincinnati's probably playing better is playing worse now. So I'm thinking the Raiders with that win that got them the five seed. If they go to the tie, they're not getting the five seed
3: because New England's jumping them. Let's and let's get a home playoff game. <laughs> you're,
2: you're, you're, in a, you're in a spot. <laughs> you can do it. You're, you're, you know it could ha- it could yeah. happen. So. Yeah. I'm just saying it was it was crazy, but there are a lot of weird conspiracy theories. But the way both coaches approached that at the end, it I think we were I thought we were looking at a tie, and and if that timeout doesn't happen, uh, the Raiders are going to take this thing all the way down and and. In, in, in
3: let's let's face time. it. The Raiders hate the Chargers. They hate the Steelers. They <laughs> hate them. They hate the Steelers from the 70s all those times that they almost got there. And they hate those Chargers for all those years down there in San Diego. Either way.
2: Are they going to do them way. a favor? Are they going to say, hey, AFC West here, here we go. Listen, let's, uh, every you know, San Diego
3: both. Charger fan, and I said San Diego on purpose, yeah. was there because I didn't meet one person from L.A. <laughs> Everybody that was there that was around me was from San Diego. <laughs> and they were all in the stadium last night. One of the wildest, craziest games uh, we've ever been at. And Throw it certainly it was. Best, best uh, NFL game I've ever been to by far. Entertaining, As far as entertainment. The yes.
1: Monday night game, in the season opener, and the ending. Yeah, both yes. of them so crazy. You bookend the season yeah. in just crazy fashion in the first year of fans at Allegiant Stadium. Mm. How much do you think, I mean, you know, the passing of John Madden, you know, a week or so ago, um, do you think that factored in? Because Madden was, would have never played for a time. it,
3: it was a beautiful tribute in. in uh, um, What's in Virginia, yeah. Virginia, Madden getting mm. up there to light the lamp, and it was mm. really nice. Mm. Uh, John Madden he was there, and, and everybody was all excited for him as well. And uh, I guess the cruiser was out there. would he yeah. Um What do you play? Who knows? I mean, he hadn't coached in, in quite some time. Uh, at the end of the year, there there was no overtimes, right? So they yeah. would have had that position. But it was it was it was just fun. It was mm. just a fun at the whole atmosphere was like a scene to be there. And then yeah. little John at halftime, my goodness, <laughs> he had that he had that place work to a, a, a frenzy. Little John can work it. And, yeah. and again,
2: and we give Mark Davis credit for everything that he, who he's brought, from Carlos Santana to run DMC to yep. uh, the list goes on. Little John, too short, you might Ice have, Cube. They've all showed up.
3: You might have imagined uh, Silver and Black Charlie. Yeah. Who, he was a little riled up was in he? that fourth quarter. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the play calling the the defense not 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 rushing o- of and all course. that stuff. He, was going, of course. he was going he was going nuts until the very end that he was having. I
2: mean the, like I said you could basically pull your hair out with both sides from the ridiculous penalties the play calling on the charger side uh you know to the raider side like what do they do in defensively and the defense was gassed I mean, and to give up
3: I mean to give up six consecutive fourth and longs that is insane it was but it wasn't due to the lack of effort of Mad Max man he was if you oh. just watched him that guy is amazing. He was pressuring the his, Herbert all day. His, his motor. Yeah. Uh, and one time they held him, and he got mad. The next play, was all over him. You know, knocked the ball down. I mean, it just—he's—he is a joy to watch out there. And and by the way, uh, I don't know how it would, did Perryman finish the game because he played pretty darn well. Mm. He he went out at one point. He did finish the game. Yeah. Um, look, the Raiders got it done. Plain and simple, they're in the playoffs. And Who would have thought it? And a number five seed. Yeah.
2: No, to, to me, that says something. I mean, you're a number five seed. This isn't just, you know, okay, squeak in at the last seven seed. You got the five seed. You got the W.
1: And we wouldn't be talking about any of this at the end. Yes. If not that reversal for the yes the, the catch and, they and not be touched and roll over. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I, the- I thought he had the first down, but I didn't think there was enough visual evidence to overturn the call on the field i thought it would go however the, the call on the field went and how
3: about that call where he throws the ball and catches it kind of like the nub of the football going out of bounds yeah. i had to review that one i yeah. mean I, for me it looked like a no catch but you know then again i got greater vision that i'm looking yeah, at but it, it actually was
2: a catch just because his elbow was underneath and the in the rule says that the ball can move after you possess yes. it there and that's exactly what happened it was underneath it's crazy but then again I mean, I mean the chargers if the guy doesn't the defensive lineman recovers the fumble and doesn't roll over, yeah. I mean, that's...
3: How yeah. about they almost gave him a holy roller? Yeah, holy...
2: <laughs> he <laughs> he just
3: he fires the ball on the ground and yeah. scoops it up and runs. Yeah. We're like, yeah. dude, that's a pass. What that, are you doing? That was another one. Yeah. I mean, we're, yeah,
2: we're all over the place with all these crazy plays, calls, reversals. And, and what was the time of that game? Four hours and 48 minutes? It, it, I, mean, it, I, I couldn't believe when I got home and it was 10.30. Yeah, it was like I'm a like, college my football game.
3: I left this house, it was 1.30. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh,
2: there you go. Last night, Raiders win 35-32 overtime. The Raiders playoff bound. All right, we'll talk about the other NFL games and then of course we've got a handicap the uh, college national championship game tonight between Alabama and Georgia. Marco D'Angelo in the house with us till 3 o'clock. Jay Schrader takes over that seat at 3 o'clock. We'll talk to the former Raider QB and the uh, Super Bowl champion himself. He's going to join us next hour so a lot to cover on this show as we work you up to the 4 o'clock hour. Then of course we're kicking it off tonight at uh, a little bit after 5 o'clock and looking forward to the national championship game. We come back We'll uh, handicap that and a whole lot more coming your way. It is the T.C. Martin Show on a fabulous Manic Monday, especially if you're a Charger fan, Steeler fan. Who knows? It's Manic, right? Even for the Raiders last night, it was a Manic Monday. Mm -hmm. Uh, As we continue on to Cosmopolitan Las Vegas. Now, back to more of Las Vegas' favorite sports madman, the Dr. T.C. Martin. (laughs) We are live from the Cosmopolitan Las Vegas on this Monday because we are recapping the NFL weekend. The playoffs are set, but tonight it is championship game, Georgia-Alabama. And uh, the book will be packed here tonight here at the Cosmopolitan Las Vegas, powered by William Hill, of course. Uh, Get over here. Get your action in. Alabama-Georgia, the two best teams in college football. to crown a national champion A lot of silver and black out here, though. Yeah, sir. The carryover. Absolutely. Of course. You know, we all got our. You got your silver and black on. Oh yeah, yeah. That is Brian Benowitz, Marco <laughs> D'Angelo, wager talk in the house. Uh, our featured uh, uh, handicapper extraordinaire in the house with us here today. All right, it's been a, a wild, crazy weekend. I know that we are all exhausted. Uh, we had the Raider game, of course, uh, last night. We get ready for the national championship game uh, tonight, and of course Saturday, uh, the Golden Knights and the Chicago Blackhawks. It was the return of Mark Andre Fleury. Uh, that was fantastic uh, as well. I, we were all there uh, for, for that Saturday night. And uh, let's let, let's talk about that because it was the reunion tour, so to speak, all week long uh, with the Golden Knights. I know we touched upon that uh, during Friday's show when we were here. But uh, on Saturday, the Golden Knights give Mark andre Fleury uh, a tribute. They gave him a video presentation that lasted one minute and 15 seconds. Uh, and they did do this prior to the face-off. Uh, the crowd was on their feet, staying ovation, uh, electric atmosphere in T-Mobile Arena, and the game did not go as well as the Knights hoped it for. Uh, Mark andre Fleury got the win. Um, you know He gave up the first goal, but then I believe uh, shut him down went for 31 consecutive shots after that. Blackhawks get the win, uh, 2-1 over the Golden Knights. But uh, let's talk about uh, the tribute to, to Mark andre Fleury. Marco
1: uh first of all i had a ticket on vegas golden knights and this has been a strange weekend for me betting against my guys and in teams but i just i didn't think that the blackhawks are not a good team okay i knew flurry there would be very emotional for him uh as far as the tribute goes two comments i had on that i didn't think it should have been before the game i thought it should have been at the first break because you got all the fans in the game you know the game's already playing. Um, and for me this is you know second time it's deja vu watching uh flurry come back to an old team uh i'm from pittsburgh and when he went back to pittsburgh uh the tribute they did for him was head and shoulders above what the golden knights did now with that said i understand he was with the penguins a lot longer the penguins is a, a franchise that have won a lot of uh stanley cups he was there for three of them but for the Golden Knights, this was the franchise player. This is the guy that legitimized this team, carried the team to the Stanley Cup in their inaugural season, and let's not forget last year. You brought Leonard in, and Flurry had the you know the bad year the year before, and brought, Leonard was the guy. Leonard gets hurt for a good portion early in the season, and we had no backup goalie. Flurry carried the team on his back and was absolutely phenomenal, and actually won the trophy for the best goalie in hockey last year. I thought the tribute wasn't enough.
3: (laughs) Uh, I'm going to disagree with Marco. I like the fact that they did it before the game started because I like the fact that uh, hey, let's get it going. I mean, we already had tributes for Smitty and Stasny after the first uh, uh, break in the Winnipeg. Early in the week, yeah. Uh, We had the uh, two tributes, uh, one before the game for the coach. And one for Reeves at the intermission or go, at the first break, uh, at the Ranger game, uh, and then the Blackhawks game. I just thought, let's get it. Everybody wants to see. It. Let's get it over with. I thought it was touching enough. I think uh, a minute and fifteen seconds. Is that what you said? Yeah. I don't know how much more you could do. Uh, to me, I thought it was fine. Uh, I was very disappointed in the effort of the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, really not putting much pressure, even though we outshot them by a ton on Flurry on that game. I think that the Knights. Uh, uh, are starting to show a pattern here, where they play to the level of competition. Uh, they they don't seem to take teams like the Blackhawks or the Flyers bad bad hockey teams that are you're at home those are four points you're leaving on the uh, on well, out Flyers there
2: came in here lo- losing eight straight yeah so and they came in fired but, up and took it to the gold Knights. but yeah. you
3: watch them against a very good ranger yeah. team or even when they lost the game to tampa they they show the, the better efforts the game against the ducks the ducks they were playing for first place they played well i expect to see them play well against toronto but you got to play all the time you got to play mm-hmm. you got to play 60 minutes of hockey each time uh they did not play 60 minutes of hockey against the predators the time before mm-hmm. and it cost them Uh, earlier in the week so uh you know these these points that are slipping away as the knights now they don't have games in hand we have way more games played because we haven't missed a lot of these games in canada uh they need to rack up these points and uh yes there's a few players missing the martinez the hague and uh uh, and at all but uh uh that was a game they should have won and they should have won comfortably uh they get a floater almost like a suban goal uh that went past flurry uh early on but that was it i mean he really didn't have to make many saves i thought right. Leonard played pretty well right. in 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 the loss i mean he made a much more difficult saves but i mean the the blackhawks just cycled and cycled and cycled and cycled and, cycled and, the, and, and then the we kept them to the outside and they kept them to the outside it was like a, a really boring game to go to which the, the fans didn't want that the fans wanted what we saw last night right everybody was at, at a buzz everybody was yeah. mobbed in there and so I was a little let down by the game I thought the tribute was fine you know that's just just me I mean uh at the end of the game I was a little disappointed with the flurry chance. you know Vegas Golden Knights fans got to get over it yeah. they got to get over it uh, this happens it happens in all sports Marcus got yeah. traded Namath got traded
1: Montana, uh, Montana only, got yeah, traded. Yeah, yeah. People
3: yeah. leave their teams. You yeah. got to support your yeah. team and, yeah. and 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 that stuff it's fine. Fleury, we love him. Mm-hmm. There's not a person I think on this planet who doesn't love Marc-André Fleury. I adored him. Yeah. But he's on the he's on the opposition now. Mm-hmm. And the opposition beat us. I'm not celebrating a team that beat us. Yeah. I th- I think that you know
2: a lot of that goes still
3: to the I don't want to
2: say the lack of professional sports or NHL IQ. I I think it does because you would not get that, you know, uh, in a Pittsburgh or a Chicago or Winnipeg, Edmonton, like that, that, you know, you you would get that. So, again, a lot of these fans are still kind of in the infancy stages uh, and even the honeymoon phase to a certain degree. I'm going to split the difference with you guys with this. I'm going to say I did like it that the Golden Knights did the tribute Prior to the game, I think that's the way it should, like all sports. I think we touched on that last week, too, with basketball and baseball, those sort of things. Football, you do it before the game, you don't do it in an intermission or or that sort of thing. So I think that was good because everyone's on the edge of their seat, the anticipation. I think it loses a little luster if you do it during an intermission or the first TV timeout, you know, five minutes into it. Um, But then I, I think I agree with Marco where I don't think it was enough. I mean, a minute 15. You know, I, I, w- I wanted to see a little bit more. I wanted to see maybe a, a, a presentation. Uh, I know that uh, Golden Pipes was all uh, uh, excited, and, and, and Fleury said, he goes, oh, boy, you know, I, I was in tears you know, just listening to Golden Pipes again, and, and they got a chance to connect, uh, I think, uh, after the game. But anyway, uh, I'll pose this question to you. Do you think that the ceremony, as you call it, was what it is, what it was, because of the way Fleury left here with the organization, because a lot of people still feel that, you know, hey, they did him wrong, Uh, they're still holding this little grudge, and they didn't want to go overboard with it, especially when his agent got involved last year and all that sort of thing. There's still a little bit of bad blood between the two sides. Did that factor maybe into it not being a full-blown presentation?
1: How about part of it, too, the psyche of your current goalie? True. Okay, I mean, I comment all the time. Former Blackhawk. Okay, (laughs) I still wear my Flurry jersey when I go to the game. As do you. That's all you see, is Flurry jerseys. And you know, if you're Robin Leonard, I'm the guy here now. He's gone. I can get that part. The only thing I'll say about the tribute that I thought was missing, and you said it could have been longer. I thought there should have been a couple clips from the original players. Yes, to Flurry just you know a 10 second sound bite that's what i thought was missing good call yeah
2: All right, guys, let's uh, take a look at tonight's uh, football game here. Let's hit hit that. Uh, Georgia and Alabama tonight. We know that this is the rematch. Uh, We talked about it quite a bit on Friday, but for those that that weren't with us, and now we've had the weekend to kind of really zone into this thing. This is uh, the national championship game. This is the only game, uh, you know, on on the docket here. And uh, I know, like you mentioned, Brian, or – or Marco, last week we are talking about, hey, these guys are like 271 miles apart. Maybe a lot of the country is not that invested or involved in this game, but the bottom line is these are the two best teams in college football. We know Alabama has had Georgia's number. They've beaten them the last seven times, 41-24, going back five weeks ago. Uh, same score when they beat them last year in Tuscaloosa during a regular season game. But when you go back to that SEC championship game, Georgia jumped out on Alabama quickly 10 nothing lead game was tied at 17 in the second quarter and then now then alabama really put it to them in the second half there but this was a competitive game georgia was number one they were a seven point favorite how much should we look into that last game about five weeks ago when we're handicapping this game tonight
1: well the first thing for me tc and why i went to georgia is i think georgia went in that game not properly mentally prepared um because they knew they were on a free roll if they lost that game there's no way they're going from first to fifth in standings where alabama that was it they had to win they weren't getting in with two losses with everybody that had the one losses behind them so they had to win that game and they had the the bigger sense of urgency now i think we're going to see a different georgia team in We talk about it all the time. Whenever you're the losing team in a rematch, you're the one that's going back to the chalkboard and you're changing things. You're making adjustments to what didn't work. If you're Alabama, yeah, Nick Saban's going to change some things around. But you don't change the stuff that worked. You know, you're just, hey, guys, hey, that worked too good for us, but we're not doing that. Uh, You know, so I think that gives an advantage to Georgia in what we don't know. What they're going to make the changes. I also think that Georgia, in the way they dominated Michigan and shut down a very good Michigan offense, got their defensive swagger back that they lost in that game the first time. I'm on Georgia and I'm on prop bets that are going to feature unders with Alabama players, especially the passing yards on Bryce Young. He had over 400 yards the first time around. The line is 100 yards less than that, okay? The public is going to run to betting all Bryce Young overs. That's not going to happen tonight in this game. I see a defensive game.
3: Yeah, I handicapped that game pretty strong in, in order to look at this game tonight. Uh, I think the running games on, on both sides were basically a wash, basically a wash. I think uh, Bama ran for 115, Georgia ran for 109, and uh, minus a few sacks that they had on there. I think that the difference in the game was it's 10 nothing. They jump out to that 10-0 lead early in the second quarter, and, and the, what did they see the night? The, everybody was watching how bad Alabama was against Auburn, that they were kind of lucky to be there. And you can't help that the Georgia kids were maybe thinking that at the time. And then they jumped them. They jumped them, and they got big play after big play after big play. They got a 67- and a 55-yard touchdown pass, then a 42-yard pick six. And before you know it, they were playing not their style of football, and uh, I think that that's something they're going to have to look at. They're going to have to look at making the tackle and avoiding the yards after the catch. That's the big key to this game because they, they avoided that all year long, and then all of a sudden Alabama's got people flying you know, down the field. Now, they're without Michi. That's a big loss. But, however, you know, got Jameson uh, Williams out there who's every bit as talented. He had 1,500 yards this year and I think uh, 15 touchdowns, so uh, maybe not the guy they go to all the time. And there's all kinds of other talent there. So, I mean, to me, the key to the game is can they flip it and then can Bennett make the plays that he didn't make in the first game? He did not make them. They they moved the ball very well between the 20s, got in the red zone, and did not score. They didn't. They passed on field goals, and they counted on Bennett, and he didn't get the job done. Last week he did. He did against a talented Michigan team. They torched the that the, the defensive backs there. Can he play like that and uh, avoid? I mean, you give Alabama seven points if he gives them a pick six or sack, scoop, score. That's that you can't do that in a, in a big game like this. So that's what it comes down to me: is can they pressure? I mean, I'm sorry, can they stop them from, from making the big plays and force Alabama to drive the ball down the field? Mm-hmm. Or if they give up these big plays, they're going to be in some big trouble. Then ben, can, Bennett, can Bennett step up like he did last week, or will he revert back to those two humongous picks and then a lot of missed balls that right. he had in that other game?
2: Right. For me, this is going to come down to the Georgia defense, and that was the talk. We go back to, you know, the first, whatever, 12 weeks of, of the season, the regular season, it was that Georgia defense is, is phenomenal. They just shut everybody down. And we question, you know, the opponents that they had there. But still, that D-line is phenomenal. That linebacker in that front seven, they are rock solid. There's no question. But Alabama just shredded them through the air. For me, it's all about what Nick Saban does. And we talk about when the winning team – You know, they usually come back and say, hey, that worked for us. Let's do it again. And then with Kirby Smart and George, it's like, we got to spend all this time on making these adjustments. Well, we've seen Nick Saban play a variety of different ways, and he can do that. And case in point, just last week when they played Cincinnati, they came out and just ran the ball right down Cincinnati's throat. I don't know if you can do that against Georgia, but I I would anticipate that Saban's going to have something up his sleeve. This guy, along with his offensive coordinators, Bill O'Brien, another former NFL uh, coach. I mean, it doesn't matter his offensive defensive coordinators. It seems like they change every year, and he just keeps recycling and restocking, just like he does with the talent there. Saban against Kirby Smart for me, this is the big thing. I want to see the adjustments the, that's going to be made I want to see which team is going to take the better care of the football and who's going to surprise you it's almost uh, impossible to to surprise an opponent that you know so well a conference opponent and again these two teams have played each other seven times you know, going back to 2008 and again this will be the third time going back in a little more than a year they know each other very very well so who is going to step up tonight and what is Kirby Smart going to do that's going to be able to counter what Nick Saban is going to do. So, for me, that that's where it is. Bri- uh, Bryce Young, I agree with you, Marco. Uh, unders may be uh, the way to go here. Bryce Young had 421 yards, three touchdowns against Georgia last time. Uh, what's going to happen with that Georgia defense? Are they going to get shredded again, or are they going to step up and make a
1: statement? Remember, a couple of those big pass plays were broken coverages. Yes. okay,
0: They both were,
2: Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: Brian, you could have threw the, the touchdown pass. You? Uh, you know, I don't know Jay could have. <laughs> I me, know Jay Schreier could have. I, I, I have, I have. I might have been Roethlisberger. Didn't <laughs> short on it a little
3: bit there into the ground. Uh, I, you bring up a great point. Uh, I, I'm more worried about the Alabama defense against the pass. Alabama defense, now usually they're ahead. They're 89th in the country. Mm-hmm. 89th in the country against the pass. Yep. Alabama's defense, they can't guard anybody. We've seen that so, before. Yeah. So, yeah. so to me, that's a little scary. Uh, now, can Bennett beat him? He didn't last time. He didn't make the plays that he needed to do. Bryce Young's going to get his, unless you put a lot of pressure on him like Auburn did. You know, uh, Alabama's got all kinds of skill, but they're not going to run you over. They're not. That's not going to happen. They're not going to run over this team. Alabama's a mediocre running team this year, 54th in the country. Georgia's going to stop them from running. They're going to force Bryce Young to beat him, but they got to put pressure on Bryce Young. They can't let him sit there and yep. pick him out.
2: And that was the game plan the first time around, exactly. They knew they weren't going to, you know, be able to run up the gut. You know, they were going to have to attack through the air, and that's what they
1: did. And it's easier for Alabama with the passing game when they're playing with the lead because you still have to respect the run. Mm -hmm. If they're coming from behind, if Alabama's behind like we anticipate them to do, Mm And Georgia can pin their ears defensively and come with the pressure because get Alabama. If you're down 10 points in the second half, you're changing your game plan. You're, you've got to press the issue. And if you get them into a one dimensional team in the fourth quarter, that's going to be bad for Alabama and Bryce Young.
2: Marco, you talked about some props. Uh, there's plenty on the board here. We've got him here in the sports book here uh, at the Cosmopolitan, powered by William Hill. Give us a a couple that really stand out to you.
1: Well, the one that, as I said, that I am all over is the Brace Young under. And I think the game itself, you know, the first game was so high scoring that everybody's looking at that to happen again we 've seen this so many times that when everybody does make the changes, you have a high scoring game the first time. What do you see the next time? It becomes you know a defensive battle. so everything i 'm looking at is going to be towards the under i 'm um, looking here for the uh, number of touchdowns uh, should be probably around two and a half. Uh, I don't see it on the sheet. If either one of you guys see that, I would be going under on TD passes with yeah. Bryce Young and, as well. and two
2: and a half minus one sixty to the under, plus one thirty on the over.
1: Now everybody's going to look at the first game and say this is a guy that had 400 yards. The public likes to bet overs with these prop bets, yeah. and you're going to you know you're going to find value betting closer to game time on the props because they are going to move. I will say one other thing about this game, uh, TC. We're seeing the line has come back to three across the board pretty mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. We saw it teeter back and forth between two and a half and three, and I said it was going to be a cat and mouse game between the sharps, mm-hmm. you know, and the squares. Where we've seen a big difference is a three-point favorite on a money line is generally a $1.40 to $1.45. Even sometimes get a little bit extra juice and hit 150. We're seeing a lot of public, and this is the average bettors, I don't want to call them squares, but average bettors are betting Alabama on the money line, which is driving the line down. There's a a couple books in town you can get Georgia on the money line at minus 133, which is insane for a Mm -hmm. three-point favorite. It's because the money, the public, it's like a fight. How many times have you seen the day of a fight the line comes down yep, they come on the, down, they, always on bet the dog. dog. They're yep. betting the dog, yeah. and you're getting that. It's the same way in a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. You have that effect. So if you don't want to lay the three, you're actually getting value laying the money line on Georgia.
3: Mm-hmm. Good point. Yeah, you know, it's. I looked at all the props, and I, I get confused by a lot of them, but there's a standout to me, and that's Brock Bowers. Brock Bowers, the, the talented freshman tight end that Georgia has, is a difference in the game. And he made a huge difference against Michigan. He leads the team with 52 receptions and 846 yards. I'm going to take the over on that game, uh, over 65 and a half yards. I think that's a, 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 an easy one to go with because they're going to look and they're going to target him at least 10 times in this game. Uh, and if they got a lead, uh, they're going to try to get him the ball real quick in space and see what they can do.
0: All right.
2: Again, uh, the line right now, Georgia. Uh, 3 pretty much uh, a standard line now Georgia 3 and like I said Marco brings up a good point you know if you if you like uh, Georgia on the money line there's a lot of value there a little bit lower because when you get to minus 3 you're usually looking about about a 150 160 or so right it's
1: 160 140, 145 yeah. to 150 is normal yeah. and if it's a popular team you know, if it's a New England or it's a Tampa Bay in situations like that, it, I, I can guarantee you, if Alabama was the favorite in this game, yes, you would be looking at a, a, a three-point favorite. They would be pushing the 150.
3: All right. Well, it's 140 here, so that's pretty. It's not not as far yeah. off, but you can shop that line pretty yeah. good.
1: All right. We'll uh, see what
2: happens uh, tonight. They'll kick it off about 5.15 p.m. tonight, Georgia, Alabama. Playing in Indianapolis seems a little bit strange yeah. that we're uh, – a Final four, I get, but a yeah. uh, national <laughs> championship game on the football side, we're used to, you know, uh, Georgia, New Orleans, Florida,
3: you know. Soon Vegas. Vegas, absolutely. It makes sense, right? Yeah. Indianapolis, a little, little bit cold for
2: those guys out there, even though they're playing in a dome, I get it.
3: But How it's cold soon. is it there right now? You know, Facilities Mike is there. He went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 18 degrees. 18. Yeah, there you go. It's a little uh, bit of a shock to the system. How, how's Iron Mike gonna handle that? Uh, he'll be fine. There he's, it he's is. A, he's a Navy guy. He's yeah. tough.
2: So our good friend Iron Mike here uh, does does great work here at the Cosmopolitan. Engineer extraordinaire. Yeah. Uh, does not have a ticket. Uh, he's, he's he's just he's getting ballsy. He's he's, he's showing up. Uh, having his buddy uh, come pick him up. He didn't get a hotel room because there was a three-night minimum, 1500 a pop. So he's, he's taking the red eye and uh, in and out. I think he left you right, from stadium, yeah. right from
3: the stadium, right from Allegiant last yeah, night. Yeah, exactly. I said, I'm going, to, I'm going. I'm too fired up. I'm going right to the airport. Yeah, yeah, there you go. So we'll see what happens with that tonight. All right.
2: Uh, all right, we got a couple Georgia guys, right? You guys are on it. We're I, on it. I
3: like, I like Georgia to flip this flip this, the, uh, the okay. script here. I, I just think that uh, Alabama, I just, I'm not sold on their defense, and I think that Bennett okay. – can get it done. I, 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 you know, I'm not a big Bennett fan, yep. but let's say both QBs go out. I'd much rather have Daniels. Who can you even name the backup for Alabama? No. Okay. No.
2: Yes. It's, it, it, he's, so he's, get, he's not seeing the field. He, he hasn't one, seen the field one, a lot. One prop though, Bryce Young, uh, completions, uh, 19 and a half. I, I kind of lean towards that over because if Alabama does fall behind, they're going to have to throw the ball, and like you said, Brian, I think they're going to have problems running the ball, and uh, you know. May, I don't don't anticipate he's going to have a 421-yard night, but uh, that seems a little conservative, 19 and a half, especially uh, the way he's been connecting. So we'll see what happens. All right. But uh, I told you I would have a teaser ticket hopefully alive for alabama do you have a teaser ticket? I, I, I do have one alive <laughs> thank you thank you thank, thank, thank you very much to that, that uh, raider charger game last night I, i'm still i'm still alive and my 49er pick which uh, didn't even need the teaser they won the game outright how'd so, you feel uh, when nope, it was 17 nothing uh, i was uh cringing a little bit but you know the difference between those two games and i was t- telling people in the press box last night i was so unimpressed with San with san, there we go san diego with the chargers you know, a passing game. I mean, you didn't see uh, a whole lot of crossing patterns. You didn't see a whole bunch of use of the tight end. With that Niner game, I mean, you, you, you saw all kinds of combinations, route combinations going on. I'm saying, that gives me hope that a team can come back. That's why with this Chargers, I like, go, oh, I don't know. Even though Herbert is so pinpoint, you know, accurate, I, I couldn't see them, you know, coming back the way they did last night. But hey, they did. And there you have it. So, listen,
3: if if you're going to have a coach go for it on your own 18-yard line and insane. hand the ball off to a guy that's a slasher, yeah, exactly, a really, really, really fancy yeah. runner, yeah, up but the he he too. is not going to run Thank over you. anybody Thank for a you. yard. Insane. And he didn't. Insane. So that, was, right. that was that was that's just a horrible call.
2: All right. Check out Marco D'Angelo at wagertalk.com. Always great having you part of our best bets in here, my friend. Uh, and uh, we we'll look forward to seeing you either this Friday or the next one. You know, We'll be right back at again Friday, and we'll start previewing the uh, NFL playoffs.
3: Looking forward to it. Appreciate we're, it. We're going to see him Tuesday. Yeah? Yeah. That's right. we got the Maple, Maple Leafs coming Leaves to town. town. Of course. That's, That's right. It. There's there's no let up. We've got Maple Leafs on Tuesday.
2: <laughs> Jay Schrader, the QB, is in the house. He joins us next, and we start talking more Raiders, NFL playoffs. We'll get Jay's take on Alabama-Georgia as well tonight. It is a T.C. Martin Show live on this championship Monday at the Cosmopolitan in Las Vegas.
3: Smith will keep it. He dies for the end zone. He's got a Touchdown.
2: City in one of the greatest comebacks in Chiefs' kingdom
1: history! It's time!
0: Live in the entertainment
2: capital
1: of the world. Car out of the shotgun, looks left, throws a lob for Michael Krochner, he caught it! He caught it! He caught it! The Raiders have the
2: lead! 35-34! It's the T.C. Martin Show. Sweet revenge for Michael Crabtree. It's time to get your daily prescription from the
3: doctor, T.C. Martin.
1: I needed that. Starting to feel like football now. That was a good start.
2: That was a good start. We're going to do this for you, all right? The doctor is now in. Hour number two on this Monday. We are live at the Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas getting ready for the college football playoff championship game tonight. Roll Tide or Ugga? Who do you like? It's Georgia. It's Alabama. Tonight, they'll kick it off at 515. People rolling in here to the sportsbook powered by William Hill at the Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas. T.C. Martin, Double B, Brian Benowitz in the house, and the quarterback joins us now. Uh, daunting his silver and black Raiders gear. The Super Bowl ring is in the, in, in the house as well, too, I believe. It is the one, the only, my good friend, Jay Schrader. What's up, Jay? Good afternoon, guys. How about that game, huh?
0: <laughs> Pretty amazing, wasn't it?
3: What think, a high.
2: I think all three of our voices are strained yeah. a little
0: bit from last night, right? Yeah, well, I had the uh, the pleasure of sitting next to one Lester Hayes last night
3: Oh, yeah. watching
0: he, the game. Lester Andrew, could play a little bit. He could play a little bit. Um, <laughs> And some of the calls and watching – you know, I'm watching the offenses. He's watching the defenses. So it was a lot of fun, you know, to interact during the game. And, you know, he's like, quit quit running the damn zone. Quit running the damn zone. And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm going to pick you apart going down the field, you know. And he's like, that's exactly – you know. <laughs> so it was fun. It's it, it it, funny because
2: uh, I was uh, supposed to go see Lester. He's been uh – at, at Walmart's uh, during this week uh, around town in Las Vegas, uh, doing some charity work and raising yeah. some money. So it's it's funny. They, and I, I I meant to get by it. I didn't get a chance to go see him. So I, I gotta gotta connect with Lester. I'd Love to get him on the show. So there you go. yeah, good stuff. Get some stickum. Get there some stickum. Yeah. Number thirty-seven, right? Yeah, that's it. There number you number Thirty-seven. Remember it. All right. All right, Jay Schrader uh, in the house. We're going to talk uh, college football, national championship game. We'll talk, uh, get your thoughts on on the Raiders and Chargers last night. And then let's uh, take a brief look ahead, too, to this weekend's games. And the Raiders are playoff bound, uh, getting in the playoffs again with that 35 32 wild electric victory last night. Uh, Jay, I know you were in the stadium, like you said, sitting next to Lester Hayes. Uh, You've been at just about every one of these games, like we all have this year. Uh, Your take about the the playoff atmosphere that they had last night at Allegiant Stadium because I know we sat here last last week talking about you know okay what's it going to be like the the past few games uh, really you know there's been some empty seats Raiders haven't played very well Uh, fans showed up big time last night Raiders got off to a hot start and then uh, they ended up winning the game.
0: I thought it was electric. It was it was a great evening to be in the stands uh, and to be there. And I think uh, you hit the double bonus because they had the, all the tribute to John Madden ahead of time. Uh, I know I was there almost three hours early and the place was pretty crowded uh, and everything else. So uh, it was electric. The fans were behind the team. They cheered at the right times. They were quiet at the right times, uh, you know, during the course of the game. And it was predominantly Raider fans. There was a few blue shirts, you know, trickled in there, but uh, predominantly it was Raiders. So it was was nice to see.
2: Yeah, great atmosphere last night. So let's talk about the end of the game. Uh, Obviously with... 38 seconds to go. It looks like this game was going to end in a tie. There are a lot of conspiracy theories that were happening all throughout the NFL, and of course, you had Steelers uh, players, coaches, executives, and their fans on the edge of their seats here, thinking, "Oh my goodness, you know, this this thing could end in a tie." And it, it seemed to me, and I want to get your take here, Jay, that as this game unfolded, where each team got the field goal uh, on their first possession of the OT and the Raiders possessed the ball now with, you know, under four minutes, that they were basically content on running out the clock. They had the ball uh, at midfield, actually at the Charger, you know, you know 45 with, with two minutes to go. Uh, Raiders started off uh, earlier in that drive connecting on three passes, but then they decided to go with Josh Jacobs three times, running the football, pretty conservative runs. And uh, it looked like we were going to to have a tie unless two things ha- uh, don't happen. One is Josh Jacobs breaks away for a 10-yard run. Mm-hmm. They get some closer. And then Brandon Stately, uh, neither team using any of their timeouts, which is kind of strange there. And he used a timeout at 38 seconds. And then all of a sudden, wow, that, that kind of changed the narrative. Because I believe if Stately doesn't
0: call that timeout, the Chargers are in the playoffs. Uh, yeah, so, so let me give you kind of my rundown on the from my perspective on the whole thing. Yep. You get the ball back. There's about four minutes left to go in the game. You're looking at it, and you're going, the guy across the way has torched us for the last five series. We haven't been able to stop him. Okay, are we going to stop him again? No. We need to get the ball out past our 30, 40-yard line, so if we do have to punt, we're pinning them down in their own end zone. That's why the passes were early. When they got out to the 40-yard line, Jacobs hit the 8- or 9-yard run on first down. Then they were like, they're looking up. Everybody around there knew one thing. If that game ends at a tie, both teams are in. So the question was, what do we do not to lose the game? Period. They weren't thinking about winning any at that point. All they were concerned about is, how do we not lose the game? And at that point was, we're going to give it to our best guy, tell him to hang on to the football, and go down when he gets hit. And they did that a couple of times. Now, unbeknownst to everybody in the stadium, the three of us included, why you call timeout at that point, um, I understand his reasoning was to get his bigger guys in because he knew they were going to run. Well, no joke, they were going (laughs) to run, right? They they ran Uh, those plays before, yeah. Right. Uh, The ironic part of it is putting his run defense in they got torched for about a 15 yard run right and that was at the as soon as that happened that was the first point i believe that the raiders thought hey we can win this mm-hmm. so it changed from how do we not lose to okay we can win this thing," and then they ran the clock out and it still came down to the odds were in their favor in the raiders favor if carlson makes the kick great we're in everybody's happy mm-hmm. right if he misses the kick We tie. We're in. Great. Everybody's happy. The only one downside was, was it going to get blocked?
2: The only people that weren't happy was the Chargers. Like, did you have to kick the field goal? Right. I mean, you call a timeout with two seconds to go. Come on. But there you go. It's like, but here's what that win did for the Raiders. It gave them the number five seed, seed. and they're going to Cincinnati, which I think, you know, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but a beatable opponent. If they get the tie, they're going to Kansas City. Big Can- difference,
0: Kansas City or Buffalo. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so it was, um, yeah, it was a big deal. Um, now, the early forecast is for snow in Cincinnati on Saturday, so we'll we'll see how yeah. that turns out.
2: And that's another t- thing too. You're getting a Saturday game. Uh, right. You know,
0: this way quick is what's turnar- up. It's a quick it's turnaround, a turnaround. Quick now. turnaround. I mean, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. I, I I couldn't agree more with Jake. When they got the ball back, I said the only thing you do now is don't get the ball to the Chargers. That's right. the only key right. now. Is if if you win, great. If you don't win, but it's a tie, great, great. You know, really didn't matter. I don't care. I'm they're in the playoffs. You think anybody in history is going to say, "Well, they went nine-seven-one instead of ten and seven? Nobody cares. The fact, well, I guess the gamblers would care with the money line, but uh, <laughs> the, 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 that's the only ones. And well, at, in the the three, end, yeah. at the end of the day, yeah. Josh Jacobs ran very well all game. Yes, and he really made a shifty move a couple of times in the hole there, and just got got the yardage. And at that point, you got you have to kick it. You have to kick it because you're in position. It's not like you're kicking a, a, a 56 yarder like we had to against Baltimore, mm-hmm. you know, which is kind of a prayer. Right. But I mean, you've got a guy that can, that can win games, and he's a proven winner. You know, let him go out there and win the game for you. Yeah. Right.
0: And, and if you don't kick it, okay. If you don't kick it, kick it. You're going to get criticized for it. Oh yeah. Because we play the game to win. Okay. Now I understand that game was completely different circumstances, mm-hmm. but you have an opportunity a great opportunity to win because of the kicker you have. Yeah, Correct. The guy's yeah. been money. Um, and if you don't give him that opportunity, now you've got to answer those questions.
3: Right? Jay, Jay, we had an argument earlier about uh, the Raiders going for two uh, with 14 and change left to go in the game. Uh, when they were up twelve, uh, TC and I both thought well, they should kick it, and go up thirteen at that point. Uh, I guess these coaches have these cards. They have the
2: chart, and the the chart says the card says the chart twelve said, to fourteen.
3: Yeah,
0: you, yeah. Because then, then two scores, two extra points, you're tied. Right. You have to make them go for a two point conversion. Yeah, um, but I understand what you said. Me. I like to follow the flow of the game. Yes. I would have
3: kicked it. I'm with you 100%.
0: See, because (laughs) at that point, the Raiders had the momentum. Yeah. Okay. And anytime you don't make a two-point, it's disheartening. Yes. Right? All of a sudden, you've changed the momentum. You
3: left a point off the board. Right. Right.
0: Kick the extra point. You have the momentum. Build on it. Let your defense go out there. Don't let your defense stand on the sideline and go, oh, you missed the two-point.
2: Yeah. And it's a different mindset. It's a different mindset when you're chasing to get back in the game when you're ahead. Like you said, you got that momentum. You know, there's there's no need for that. And again, you go back to what happened later. when The Chargers down 15 insane again by Brandon Stately to go ahead and you're they go for two on the first touchdown if yeah. they miss that it's 9 games over now it's a it's a you need two scores with you right. know less than 4 minutes to go that's not happening
0: well there were there was a few questionable calls on the other <laughs> side over there here oh, what they did um, i i thought Lester was going to jump out of his seat and go beat the guy up when <laughs> they went for it on fourth down on their own 18 yard line
2: thank you yeah
0: I mean, I, Lester was like, <laughs> what is he doing? And, I, I mean, he was going crazy. Um,
2: and, again, that was early, uh, right. earlier in the game, too. That was you know, in desperation mode.
0: Right. And you have to look at it the other way, too, is I think the, the Raiders knew eventually the Chargers were going to score. Justin Amber is the real deal. I mean, he could sling it, okay? <laughs> he could flat sling it. And you have to understand that game turned into he's dropping back every play. Now, look. I understand the running back's really good. I'd much rather have, have, have him have the ball than Justin Amber throwing it 65 times because the man can sling it, okay? And uh, so it got into that point, you know, how many are we going to have to score? And That's mm-hmm. the only thing, you know, I can see. But for me as a quarterback, it's kind of disheartening if you don't get it for your whole team, not only your offense. So now your defense goes out there. Instead of being excited, they're just, you know, kind of a little numb to the process. Yeah,
2: Jay Schrader in the house uh, joins us, the former quarterback, talking about the Raiders' victory last night, 35-32. Raiders are playoff bound. We'll get into the matchups here uh, a little bit uh, later, and then we'll also talk about tonight's championship game in college with Alabama and uh, Georgia that kicks off at 515. Let's talk about some of the other NFL games yesterday. Uh, this whole process that uh, gave both of these teams some uh, additional life and some other teams' life, too, is what Jacksonville did to Indianapolis. Uh, the Colts come in here as this huge favorite on the road. But We talked about it last last week here. It was like, wait a minute. You know, the Colts have not beaten the Jaguars uh, since 19, uh, since 2014, lost six in a row in Jacksonville, and they it, it happened again. They fell behind early. They couldn't catch up. Carson Wentz looked as bad as he did last week against the Raiders, and Jacksonville just took it to him. Uh, and, and really thoroughly dominated this game. The Colts were never in this game, and then here we go again. Uh, the, the Colts, they start off 0-3 this year. Then they reel off, what, seven of eight games they win? Then they, they, they fall apart needing to win one of their final two games, one at home against the Raiders, and then one on the road against Lowly Jacksonville. They can't get it done. They're on the outside looking in.
0: They are on the outside, and here's the thing. They've got to look in the mirror. Yeah. It was so conflicted, and... You know, the Raider game was a good game. The Raiders played well, Um, so I'll give them that one. Going to Jacksonville and laying the egg they did, um, that tells me one thing. They were all reading the press clippings that, hey, we're going to beat these guys. We basically just have to show up. There's 32 NFL teams for a reason Hmm. because there's only that many really good players. And if you're on an NFL roster, you can play. And if you don't show up to play one day, you're going to get your butt spanked. And guess what? Colts found that
3: out. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's some talented guys out there, and you better show up each week or you're yeah. going to get beat. And, uh, you know, I, it was weird having the, having the 18th week or the 17th game yeah. uh, and the expanded playoffs. But, man, it, it made it exciting. There were so many games that mattered. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was uh, it was a thriller this last weekend, it, all the way to that last game, which right. uh, is about as good well, a game as you can go to as a fan.
0: Well, let's let's look at it the whole day. I mean, you have Indy laying an egg. You have Pittsburgh and Baltimore going to overtime, right? Because mm-hmm. those guys, they're fighting for their life. And then to cap it all off. You had the Raiders and the Chargers fighting for their life. Um, so it was a great day.
2: And all those games were correlated, too. Right. You know, all yeah. those teams were, were involved. Uh, another upset yesterday was Miami, even though they played at home, they were six-point uh, under dog uh, to the Patriots, and Miami won this game going away. 33-24 was the final, and that actually cost New England a, a little bit in the, in the seeding department as well, too. The Patriots are a sixth seed now.
0: Yeah, okay, right. but I'm going to go on to the bigger story there, okay, because Miami's a pretty good football team. Yeah. So why does Miami f- yeah. fire Brian Flores today?
3: Yeah. Brian.
0: Absolutely no sense.
3: Yeah, yeah there's, there's a lot of people shaking their heads at that one.
0: That, that makes no sense to me. I'm sorry. That's just, that's a guy that doesn't get it. Uh, mm-hmm. The team has progressed, quarterbacks progressed. They're playing well. They beat New England twice this year.
2: Yeah.
0: And you turn around the next day and you fire them.
2: And look and look how they close the season. Now,
0: yeah. I mean, so, it just so a couple, no cou- couple reasons.
2: And again, not that I'm an advocate of this, but you're asking, what are they thinking? Here's what they're thinking, from what I heard from people, you know, down in, in Florida, is that there has been a disconnect uh, between uh, management, ownership, and uh, uh, and the coach and especially with Flores and Tua. So this this relationship has not been good. And uh, bottom line is ownership is going to side, obviously, with your first-round draft pick and, and the quarterback and not your head coach. Uh, Brian Flores is going to land somewhere, as we know, but uh, there was something behind the scenes there that just was not right from, from what we're hearing. And, um, and, again, when you look at this, I think we talked about this before too, Miami is a team that just really offensively, they just they don't scare you. I mean they're very very vanilla and I think they want a different approach. They want to maybe even go with a bigger name or a more high-profile guy. Somebody that can can be a little bit more innovative from an offensive uh, perspective. So I think okay, that so, that is the reason.
0: So who is that guy?
2: I don't know who that guy is right now. I, but mean, I, I mean, who well, is that guy? Well, Harbaugh's name came up immediately, and they okay. squashed that right away. But Let's I'm, just, I'm just stop right there yeah.
0: because the problem with John Harbaugh's offense is what? Yeah. It's, it's unmanaged. Yeah. Right? Right. He, that's why I said he, that's not going to happen. He does happen, it in but, college. He's going to yeah. do the same thing. Yeah. That's the, his offense. Yeah. So um, that's what that's what throws me. You know, if they're thinking in the back of the mind, hey, we're going to go get this name Harbaugh, to me, you're downgrading. Yeah. Because I don't think you're making it a, you know, other than but paying more money for a name, I don't think you're really getting anything different.
3: Yeah. Your, we've your, seen your buddy Urban Myersville. available.
2: <laughs> my buddy? No, he's, he's, he's not my buddy. But yeah, uh, that's shocking. And, uh, other coaches that lost their jobs uh, today: Mike Zimmer at Minnesota, um, Matt Nagy, uh, and also GM Ryan Pace uh, with the Bears. And so there you go. We we got we got changes uh, that are course have Vic Fangio still with the Broncos. I know his name was floated around. That they didn't think that he would. Uh, you know, be back. So we'll see what happens with that. But thoughts about uh, Minnesota, Chicago, uh, and in Miami
0: changing coaches. Well, Denver did change a the coach. Yeah. They they got rid of. Denver. Okay, so that okay. We, yeah, that, that one's open up too. So that just happened, I guess, while we were, I was driving. Yeah, down, so, so um, yeah. Um, the biggest shock to me is, is the one down in Miami. That mm-hmm. that makes no sense to me. Uh, Zimmer's been there eight years. That's probably long enough for a head coach. Yeah. It, I don't think it has anything to do with this coaching. Um, your players kind of get tired of hearing the same story. Um, I remember um, Joe Gibbs told me that. He's like, you never want to outlast your, your your players. He says, because they get tired of hearing it. He mm-hmm. says, uh, says, you know, maybe 10 years at a spot is a good spot. You know, and you go there. So those coaches that do it longer, hats off to them uh, to, for doing that. Matt Nagy. Too many things happen around that program. You, you, you needed to make a change there. Denver been mediocre. Yeah, they just haven't done anything. Now, I think that's a case of everything involved. They, you know, it's it's taken all the parties in that, uh, in, in draft picks, player personnel, coaching, and all that. So you have to look at the big picture there. Um, so uh, those don't surprise me. The Miami one really shocked me, though.
3: The the 10 years is an interesting number because that's when John Madden hung him up. Yeah. You know, 10 years, and he said he's 42 years old, but he's tired. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, he can't give it 100%. And so I had to go to his family and decided that Uh, was it and hang him up at 42. Now, his post-career was pretty good.
0: Right, (laughs) right. Well, I will give you an idea. These these coaches are on a grind, Mm -hmm. most of them. Uh, When I was with Washington, you know, my first team, I'm trying to figure it out. Joe Gibbs would sleep on the couch four nights a week in his office. I mean, the coaches would be there until 3 o'clock in the morning, then they'd be back, you know, 6, 7 o'clock in the morning, so they're going home for two, three hours, and then coming back. Uh, Coach Gibbs would just get there. When I got there early for quarterback meetings, I'd make the coffee before he got, you know, he was up and going. So uh, it's just, it's a grind. It's a grind. There's no question about it. In 10 years, I mean, it wears you out
2: let's uh, talk about the coaching situation here since we're talking about coaches changing teams the raiders are in a situation you know they made the playoffs but many believe that rich passaccia you know he's the interim coach he's not going to be back with his team how do you see the job that he's done as well as greg olson and gus bradley and part two where do you think the raiders go once this season is over
0: Uh, I think Rich has done a fabulous job in keeping that team together. With everything that's gone on this year uh, with that team, he's done a fabulous job keeping them focused, keeping them playing. I think everybody really uh, enjoys playing for him. I just don't know if Rich Passaggio is going to be a big enough name here in Vegas as they move forward after two years. That's the thing. Um, I don't think there's anybody on that staff. Greg Olson has ups and downs. You know, we all see it when the plays are rolling, 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 and then all of a sudden three series it looks like a completely different team and uh, you're trying to figure out what it is. And then he goes back to doing, you know, some other things. So they've had their ups and downs. Um, I don't know where they go. You know, it'll be interesting. I'll tell you right now who I'd go get. Brian Flores. <laughs> He's available. I'd go right now and get him. I'd be, That'd be my first phone call. Mm -hmm. So, how would you like to come to Vegas? Mm -hmm. What do you like about Flores? Um, I think he relates exceptionally well to his players. I really do. From watching him on the sidelines and from everything I've heard from the people down there in Florida, I think he gets along well with his players, and his players enjoy playing for him. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's a big thing. Um, I'll be honest with you. When you get to this point, coaching is some, but it's up to the players. Yeah. It's up to the players. And, you know, if you enjoy playing for a guy, you bust your rear end. Case in point, the number one guy in that is, is Mike Tomlin in Pittsburgh. I mean, he's gone 15 years now. with I mean, it's ridiculous. But, you know. Everybody enjoys playing for. Everybody knows where they're at, what their role is, and that's a big key too—is explaining to everybody what their role is. Mm-hmm. Now, those roles change during the year, and you have to make those adjustments. But everybody has a clear, defined role. Mm-hmm. I just—I just like everything about Brian Flores, and I think he—he'd he'd be a pretty good fit here in, in Vegas. I think.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's d- difficult to decide where they're going to go. Yeah, uh, because it, you know, four weeks ago it was over. Yeah. You know, then all of a sudden they rattle off four wins, then yeah. some. Bizarre fashion, mm. and they're in the playoffs. But it doesn't seem like this is the group that'll be moving forward. Yeah. Just just from from my feel.
0: Yeah.
3: Uh, but you know, you bring up a great point, Pittsburgh. Which Pittsburgh had three coaches in my yeah. entire lifetime. Yeah, yeah right. I <laughs> in, mean, your, it's, in their it's, entire history. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they had three coaches yeah. it's, in their history. It's, that's crazy, mm. right? Yeah. I mean, they just they believe in stick. They found their man. And they're going to stick with them.
0: Mm. Yeah. Well, and and here's the thing: they give them the support around them. The Rooney family has done a great job, yeah. uh-huh. but. It's it's quite a track record, and that and that tells me the organization has got it together, because they're going to back their coach and they're going to help him do everything they can to make him a winner. Uh, I mean, let's be honest, the last couple of years, talent wise in
3: Pittsburgh, it they but, haven't really been there, right? Yeah, but, they, they, got, know, but they, they still find a way to win. They found guys that weren't team guys, right. Bell and Brown, and they got them out. They got rid, right. of them. Right. because you know what? It's more about the the program than it is the yeah. the individual. And uh, you know, it, it's funny you bring up Flores because. You know, it's now more about managing their egos yeah. than anything. And and then, if the, you know, you have to have good X and O's guys. But, yeah. you know, some of these players, like the Antonio Browns of the world, they're uncontrollable. Yeah. And some of them just got to get rid of him. I mean, if, if, if they can't keep him after a year winning the Super Bowl with Brady around him, from him not exploding again, what, yeah. you know, what's going to happen?
2: Yeah. Here's a little uh, fun fact for you guys. Uh, speaking of Antonio Brown. Fun
3: fact. You like like, fun fact. That's like from Larry David's uh, last episode. Uh, uh, I just watched it. You, you finally caught up I now. I Caught up this morning. <laughs> there you go. I caught up this morning. <laughs> there you go. Point. There you
2: go. Very nice. Uh, fun fact here. Here we go. Uh, n- Nubchuck. Do we have any fun fact music? Uh, Let's see if Nubchuck has some fun fact music back there. Fact. So here we go. Uh, Antonio Brown. That's some great fun fact music. There it is. And and, and be prepared because Dumpchuck does have the Larry David theme back there. We might hit that afterwards too. Perfect. So be ready. Uh, Antonio Brown leaves the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh Steelers, playoff team. Right? Antonio Brown goes to the Raiders. Raiders, playoff team. Antonio Brown goes to the Patriots. Patriots, playoff team. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, playoff team. What's the common
0: denominator there?
3: Him leaving? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, him, him
0: leaving? Him leaving. And, His teams uh,
3: go to the playoffs. Right.
0: Uh, <laughs> I mean, and, and here's the thing. Unfor- you know, Unfortunately for Antonio Brown, this has happened not in one place, not in two places. This is five or six. Yeah. So um, you can't keep blaming the, the coaches and the players around you. Yeah. And sooner or later, he's got to look in the mirror and go, hmm. I might be causing some of this. Right. You know, and that that's my issue with him. He hasn't really stepped up and said, hey, some of this is my issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you come out and you go, I need more targets. Well, okay, here's your here's your group. Go back in. No, I'm hurt. <laughs> I, I, I don't understand that. Mm-hmm. I mean, how how can you turn around and say that in two sentences, right? I need more targets because I'm trying to get my bonus. And then, mm-hmm. oh oh, my group's going in. No, I'm hurt. Yeah. But he looked fine going off the field. He looked great, didn't he? Yeah. He, looked, he looked good. He yeah. had, had some nice moves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There you go. Put a tent over this circus. <laughs> Alright, when we come back, we will
2: take a look at the playoffs, uh, matchups, and also Alabama-Georgia tonight. Jay Schrader in the house, Brian Benowitz, T.C. Martin, live from the Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas. Where's Susie? Now, now, more from your favorite sports radio physician, that boy's good. the doctor, T.C. Martin. <laughs> Live at the Cosmopolitan Las Vegas here on this Monday afternoon. Of course, we're here each and every Friday, but hey, those special occasions, we are here. And uh, today is definitely one as we got the national championship game tonight. It's Alabama and Georgia. Georgia a three-point favorite. We've got a plethora of props on the board here as well. Get on over here to the William Hill Sportsbook and uh, you can still take advantage of the promo where you get $50 free in your account by using the promo code TC50. Real simple. You deposit $50 into a brand-new account here at the Cosmopolitan or at any William Hill establishment and uh, deposit at least $50 in a new account, boom, they will match it with an additional $50. Just go to the counter and use the promo code TC50, just like Double B has done uh, on, on a couple different occasions, I think. There you go. Thank Free you. money in your account.
3: Yeah, I think only one time. Yeah, you <laughs> did it one time. You yeah. did it one time, and I then it, one uh, time. it was gone very quickly yeah, for me. Though. It <laughs> was. <laughs> and I know
2: I know plenty of people that have uh, built that up. And then uh, uh, we got to give a, sh- a shout out. Speaking of, of, of handicapping, all right, uh, our boy numchuck back in the studio. Uh, he is it is it official G man? We, we see official. We think it's official. Numbchuck wins the Opportunity Village handicapping contest. Wow! So Numbchuck, give yourself a round of applause. Back in the studio, wow. there it is. Look at that. Congratulations! And we know that, wow. uh, you know how much we love and support Opportunity Village, and uh, we we passed out in, uh, several uh, free entries uh, from winners and, and all that stuff. And then uh, one of our good uh, uh, our loyal listeners, uh, Slappy, who's uh, come here to the Cosmopolitan on several occasions. He actually was one of the five winners in the Circa Survivor Contest, split $6 million. Play, I believe oh, his honey, take was $1.25 million. So uh, we talk about you know handicapping on the show. Yeah. Uh, you, if, if people listen. We, we deliver, along with our best bets every week. And
3: his money. <laughs> I was walking back from the, uh, the Knights game the other night, and the guy tells me he's in the Circa Finals. Yeah, and he had Washington football club. There, there it is. So he was one of the one. He was one of them who got there. So there that's was great. it. No, it was probably our guy. I said, well, yeah. oh, I guess I'll cheer for him. There it is. yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: By, by the way, I have a little insight. If you want the insight on what the. Probable name is going
3: to be for Washington. Yeah, of course we do. We uh, want here to comes to. the
2: breaking news, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go to former Washington Redskins quarterback, Super Bowl champion <laughs> Jay Schrader, fresh off the ranch in the cosmopolitan, the TC Martin Show regular, Jay Schrader. Let's go to you.
0: <laughs> well, some of the some of the people that I've talked to that have been around, uh, it looks like it's going to be the Washington Admirals. The
2: Admirals. We knew that Admirals. they wanted to. Ron Rivera had said that they that wanted to keep yeah. it in the military. Yeah. How do yeah. you feel about that?
0: I still think they should be the Redskins. Yes. Okay.
2: Uh, you and my buddy Charles Mann think if, the exact same thing.
0: If if you understand where the logo came from, you know, once they had, you would go, why would they change it? Okay, because the Indian Nation actually thought it was an honor. You know, and that was the, that's how they got represented. The logo was done by a grandson of an Indian chief to honor his grandfather. What could be better? Honor. You know, the key word uh, honor, on, there. honor, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, people from the outside decided that it was offensive. Yeah, it just it just bugs me, but you know the admirals. I can see that. I, I can see the military theme uh, with everything there around D.C. So yeah, it, mm. it'll be take it'll take some time to get used to.
3: Yeah, hail to the admirals. Don't, doesn't have the same. Hey, yeah, hail to the admirals. <laughs> Fight you, uh, for old D.C. <laughs> yeah.
0: I got a I got a little
3: preview. They would show little snippets
0: of some of the uniforms and yeah. stuff, and they had gold stars on them. <laughs>
2: Well that there was that's,
0: there that, was gold star. We stars. heard Doug
2: Williams uh make the comment last week that the uniforms I think Mark uh May, or Mark Mahew came out and mm. and said too that, hey these uniforms are going to be pretty cool.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't mind the admirals. I mean, as far as the now, Jerry, are you else. okay to break?
2: You just broke the news. I mean, you're the first one. You broke. Our, were you sworn well, to secrecy? Well, did that, or,
0: this is.
3: Are this you sticking Dale Snyder? This
0: is all hearsay, in my opinion. Okay. So don't take this as <laughs> as fact. But uh, I just ordered my jersey. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: what
0: number did you get? <laughs> well, here's you the good number so, ten. If, no, if, no, if, no. if, if you order it, if you order it number through, 10. if you order it through NFL.com, okay. I wonder hmm. if they're going to adopt what the NBA does if the player switches you can swap your jersey back they you seen that with the NBA right, right. You know, no, maybe, really. maybe you can do that with your NFL jersey if you know
3: I stick to my one jersey 87 the ghost 87, the ghost, the ghost. Yeah. three ghost jerseys yesterday I saw yeah well, well
0: I'll tell you what uh, you know it's funny that you did that because uh, as I was watching the game with Lester yesterday yesterday and they were coming down here and I turned to Lester and I said they need to run ghost to the post because they won't stop it <laughs> right. and everything else. Because if you watch the Raiders a lot, a lot of the throws, other than to the tight end, go outside. Okay. So the Chargers were actually split. And I was thinking, man, this would be a perfect time to go ghost to the post, you know. And, you know, the ironic thing is, you know, 87 Marino is, is there. and yeah. You could have had a repeat of ghost to the
3: post. So. Yeah, Foster could have could have hit him right there in strike. Yeah. Look at that. <laughs> Look at that. Old
2: Casper. I'm glad you see you're a Notre Dame guy. Well, Notre Dame
3: support. Yeah, That's what I was here when he was a Raider guy. He <laughs> was a Raider. <laughs> I was a little young when he was a when he was a, uh, a uh,
2: an Irish player. I hear you. Okay, guys. So we've got the Raiders with that victory last night, uh, the number five seed, and they will travel to Cincinnati. It's going to be a short week. 1:30 is the kickoff rematch of the game that the Bengals won thirty-two thirteen at Allegiant Stadium. We were all there for that in Week Eleven. Uh, Bengals really kind of dominated that game, but Broden put up great numbers. Uh, Joe Mixon, I believe, had like 138 yards in in that contest. Um, how much should we read into that game, if anything?
0: Well, it, you take a little bit. I take the fact that it's a short week and they got to go on the road, okay. so uh, you got a short prep week. Plus, you got to build in travel time,
2: and we got weather to and, be and, and concerned. And we'll, have,
0: and we'll have some weather. There's a possibility of some snow. So, um, and you're coming off an extremely emotional game mm. uh, so that's that's a factor early on too but again now you fl- you flip the coin you come Saturday morning when you wake up for the game and all these young guys realize hey man this is a playoff game yeah this is pretty cool you know and, and you get to go out there mm. um, I don't see it being that one-sided I, I see it as a pretty high scoring game mm. I think both offenses will will score on each other um, and I think You know, we'll have to see what the weather does because that will be a big determining factor.
2: A little bit different, though, playing uh, on that uh, turf or that grass uh, back there in comparison to the old Riverfront Stadium, playing on that cement back there in the cold weather, right? Which you know something about, I'm sure, right?
0: Yeah, that was was not a lot of fun. I mean, it was was cold and damp. It was like playing at the old St. Louis Cardinal Field uh, right off the river there in St. Louis when they were there. And that place was always cold, damp, and, I mean... It was still better than Philadelphia back in the day, but not much. Okay. Not Geez, much. Philly I'll was Philly was. The how worst. about the old Three River Stadium,
2: too? I mean, all those, those cookie-cutter those those stadiums. Terrible. terrible.
0: Yeah. 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 But, uh, you know, Philadelphia Stadium was by far the worst. The, the seams were up and down. and I mean, it was just a mess.
2: Terrible. Terrible. Yeah. Uh, I got another fun fact for you, Double B. Ready? Oh. My second fun fact of the show. We Ra- got this? Bring it to me. All right. So when the Raiders and Bengals meet, Nunchuck, where's my fun fact music? There we go. <laughs> Uh, This is the first time that these two teams have met in the postseason since January 1991 when the Raiders started Cincinnati's
3: 31-year playoff losing streak. How's that fun fact? That's a good fun fact. Yeah. You're gonna go 32 years. So yeah. <laughs> I, I, I kind of like the Raiders. I think they'll be loose. I think the fact that they won this game, nobody thought they'd be there after four and win four games in a row. Uh, you know, it's either are they happy to be there or they want to make a show. So I think they're healthy. I think they're going to make a nice showing here going to Cincinnati. Remember that game was a three-point game late in the third. I mean, it, that the score is not indicative of where that game was. It got away from the Raiders late there. They made some 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 bad plays down the stretch, and and that game the score is not indicative of how close was was for a long time
0: right so you brought up the game 31 years ago i was the quarterback wow okay look at that i was the quarterback in that See, game. that's why i brought okay. up the fun fact but but that game is known for something else somebody very famous got injured in that game
2: raiders and bengals
3: 1991 and 91. <laughs> whose side uh at the I, i'd say bo jackson Bo Jackson. That's, that's right. Jack- Ring
0: it up for my man here. He's on fire. Look at this. Yeah, that's the game Bo Jackson. Uh, if it's uh, Las Vegas in.
2: Bowl trivia, you got it, or, yeah. or Old Raider uh, uh, trivia, that? you got it. Yeah. Wow. Yep. And uh, you had a first hand look at that, didn't
0: you? I did. I did. It was, uh, it was shocking. Uh, you know, and the way it happened uh, was just a freak accident. And uh, believe it or not, you know, he ended up having a hip replaced, not because he broke the hip. But because his femur jammed up into his hip socket, it actually killed the blood cells. Yeah, and that's why they didn't find it right away.
3: They didn't find (laughs) it. They let the the bone rot it out. The
0: the bone rotted out by the time they got to it. Instead of being able to Mm -hmm. get the blood flow back to it,
3: uh, it was amazing. The guy still played an entire year in the major league baseball. Artificial hip.
0: Yeah, and the (laughs) and the worst part about it is he has an artificial hip, and he's still in the top 10 percentile as fast as human beings in the planet. That's insane. Right. It's like, really? You got an artificial hit, and you're still in the top 10% of the entire planet for fastest people. Bo knows everything. Bo, Bo could do but just about everything, yeah, too. Absolutely. And
3: I'll tell you what, Bo, Bo knows bow hunting, too. Ooh, yeah. You watch some of those specials where so they're making those bows. <laughs> so, and those, those, So right? here's here's my Bo story. Yeah.
0: He plays baseball in Kansas City. We all know he's a big hunter and everything mm-hmm. else. We go to the game early. I always went right after breakfast, got there. Kansas City's got this big old hallway up front for the locker room and then the lockers go back i'm sitting on the on the floor with my back up against the wall going through i got my headset on i'm listening to my music going through my playbook right and i look up and Bo is 25 yards away with a crossbow and i'm like like i'm like there's no way you know there's no way okay That son of a gun stuck that thing in that trash can that was sitting next to me and through the wall and laughed his ass off. He's there. He's got all the ground keepers from the Royals, you know, and everything else. and And the guy that gave him this new bow and everything else. And he sticks it through the trash can, you know, three hours before we're going out to play.
3: That's something.
0: Yeah, that's... That's having a friend.
3: <laughs> That's a great story. That's good. That's having I, a friend. I
0: think I'm
2: more interested. Uh, what was on your playlist? What were you listening to as you're going through your playbook pregame?
0: Um, back then, oh, yeah. I had a lot of Garth Brooks. Really? Okay. okay. Uh, I'm a country guy. Yeah. So it was all uh, Garth Brooks. Probably a little Toby Keith was on there at the <laughs> point in time. So, you know, it's all good. There you go.
2: Sounds like some uh, Chelsea uh, artist, uh, you know, up there. Oh yeah. You gotta For like sure. it.
0: All right.
3: There you go. <laughs> <My> little car. <guard. laughs> Adam boy. So we do here. We just aim to please. <laughs> they played the a guard song. I know. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Exactly.
2: Because you do get the playlist well in advance. I do. Yeah.
3: You got to. You got to strategically know when to get to the bathroom.
2: That's <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Uh, so that's Saturday at 1:30. Then we got the nightcap. 5:15 kickoff. Here we go, guys. This is the third time of the uh, the AFC. East rivals, the Patriots and the Bills will meet again for the third time. We saw the first game but we thaw, saw three passes in that one and then, and then we saw destruction basically yeah. from Buffalo uh, in, the, in, the, in the second uh, matchup here. What's going to happen as the uh, Bills hosting the Patriots again?
0: It'll even out a little bit. Yeah. I think it's I don't think you'll see a blowout one way or another. Um, it is very difficult you know, to play a team three times. They know each other uh, not only are you playing them three times this year, but they play them twice every other year. Um, and they will everybody will know what the other person is doing. Um, so it'll be an interesting game. Bottom line, I think Buffalo more talented. yeah, I really do. I think Buffalo's more talented and I'd like to see them move on. I think there's times when Josh Allen is the MVP. I mean, he plays that well at times, and then other times he's so. He makes a couple of things where you you realize he's 25, 26 years old, mm-hmm. and uh, but he he can figure it out. And they have talent. Mm-hmm. I really like the Buffalo roster. I think New England um, has got a chance. Mac Jones has played exceptionally well, and he's only going to grow into that role. Now the the wild card here is. What does Bill Belichick have up his sleeve? Because he's he's pretty good once, but as I said, the problem is they've played each other so often. There's really nothing left in the tank. Josh should have seen. Josh Allen should have seen just about
3: everything New England's going to throw at him. Yeah, Buffalo was the the sexy pick to be the favorite yeah. in the uh, AFC this year, and they, they they had some lackluster games early they on. They did. Yeah. Uh, but they've really they've really played well down the stretch. And the Patriots, I think, peaked about a month ago. They're not really playing the same game. And when Buffalo has that running game going, uh, I, I think that they're going to dictate uh, time of possession and, and kind of pull this game out in the fourth quarter.
2: You know, Buffalo has been a little bit of a disappointment. Even yesterday, I mean, this was a 13-10 to 10 game in the fourth quarter at home against the Jets, and then the Jets made some mistakes and, and the Buffalo scored like, you know, three straight touchdowns, and and then they yeah, went but, away. He, yeah, but we've seen this here's, team.
0: Here's my take yeah. on that, though, because yeah. um, been there, done that type thing. When you know you're in the playoffs, yeah. you're playing the game not to get hurt. Right. Because you know the next week's more important. You got it. And that's a hard way to play. Mm. It really is. It is a hard way to play, You, uh, especially when you play uh, at the NFL level. I mean, because every play could be your last mm. play. I mean, it's this it, it, is the fact. Let's you know, and when you play not to get hurt, you're always playing tentative and you're not being aggressive. So, uh, some of those games don't surprise me. You know, the Packers. You know, we all knew. Yeah. You know, going in and everything else. But it's it's hard to play the NFL and play the game just to not get hurt. Right.
2: Let's run down the rest of the schedule for the playoffs next weekend. So Sunday we've got Eagles and Buccaneers. The 49ers travel to Dallas to take on the Cowboys, and then the Steelers and the Chiefs. And in a oddity or a little twist this year, we have a Monday night game. So we've got games Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. The standalone game at 5:15 next Monday night will be the Cardinals and the Rams. Of all those games, who should be on upset alert? Jay, who's going to be on upset alert? Who should be on upset alert? Who who could be who could who could pull off the upset
0: here? Philadelphia Eagles.
2: Eagles over the bucks, huh? You know why? Tell me why.
0: They're the number one rush team. That's true. If you can run the ball and keep the ball away from Tom Brady, you got a chance. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah, uh, but here's what it comes down to. The, the the big key will be Philadelphia will move the ball from twenty to twenty. If they kick four field goals in the first half, they're losing the game right (laughs) okay when they get inside that red zone they're going to have to be able to run it in Uh, and that's you know the buccaneers are pretty good at stopping people inside the red zone you know i don't know what the statistics are i just know the way todd Bowles runs his defense Uh, todd was teammate at washington i know he knows his stuff and he he'll let people do some things 20 to 20 and everybody knows hey okay field goal is at best if philadelphia kicks field goals I think Tampa Bay wins. If Philadelphia can score some touchdowns, I think it's they got a chance to win it. Just, just because they can ran, run the football. These
2: guys played back in week six. It was a close game. It was twenty eight yeah. twenty two. Buccaneers beat the Eagles. Yeah. So
3: and Jalen Hurts should be healthy, right? He did not yeah. play yesterday. He did not play He just sat out. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: yeah. They sat a bunch of their players.
3: They
2: did.
0: They uh, did. I think they uh well Kelsey started. Uh, their center, he started, the, played one play and came out, yeah. you know, cause to keep just to keep his streak alive. Right, there uh, you go. But I think they sat 11 starters between oh. offense and defense.
3: The 49er-Cowboy matchup and the Cardinal-Rams matchup, to me, uh, that could be either way. I mean, right. Those are, those yeah, are some I teams those that one or two plays, I think, in the game are going to dictate what happens there. Yep. Yep. I agree. Those I really, really like the way
2: game. the 49ers have been playing. And, again, down 17 nothing yesterday, cool. and they came storming back. Uh, phenomenal, and I loved it the way they came out in the third quarter and just pounded the ball around ran the ball nine straight times. And uh, they impose their will. And you talk about a, a tale of two halves. The, the Rams look like they were going to dominate this game, and they did in the first half. And the Niners couldn't get anything going. The pass rush was in Garoppolo's face. But, man, they flipped the script. And uh, kudos to the Niners. I, like I said last week, I just love this team when they're healthy. they got so many weapons. And you know how I feel about Mike McCarthy and and, and the Cowboys. I I, I think the Niners are very live here.
0: I agree. And it's funny that you bring the Niners because I think the Niners are in the same situation as Philadelphia. They can run the football. Playoff football is different than than the regular season because there comes a point in time when every coach sits there and goes, How can I chew up clock? How can I chew up clock? And you can't chew up clock by throwing 60 times. Okay, you got to chew up clock by run, being able to run the football uh, consistently and get those first downs. And those those are two teams that can do it.
2: Jay, you got a prediction for uh, Raiders Bengals? Bengals are a seven point favorite in this game. What do you think happens in this game?
0: Um, I think seven points is a little bit too much. I think it, I think it'll be it may be four six at the most. But I can see the Bengals being favored. Um, at this point, uh, th- uh, that's understandable, but uh, the Raiders definitely have a shot. They're but gonna have to. They're gonna have to play some error-free football, though.
2: Look what just happened. Uh, they, they they just ran to the window when they heard Jay say that. It. Now it's down to six. Down to six. So yeah. there it is. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, and I think I think here again. Okay, you know, as as we just alluded to, um, the way Josh Jacobs ran the ball last night, you were there, Brian. You you mentioned it when we were off. Yeah. If if Josh Jacobs can run the ball like that, it. You're not going to get big scores, okay? Teams are going to be closer than than what they predicted. Let me yeah, ask
3: jo- Josh Jacobs. Vision last night was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Oh, he made he made, a, cuts. Yeah. he
0: made a couple of cuts that were unbelievable.
3: Beautiful. I mean, gorgeous in the whole cut and then north south. You know, when they when you try to bounce it, although he bounced one to get in the end yeah, zone, you yeah. try to bounce yeah. these te- these guys are so fast out there they catch it, or they they got the right uh, cutoff. Even Mariota, when he tried to bounce off, he yeah. thought he was in. Yeah. Yeah. That guy got there in, yeah. in a blink to stop him from scoring.
2: I was just uh, hoping that Josh Jacobs in his post game interview would say roll tide at the end. About, <laughs> I was waiting for him to say that, but he <laughs> did th- get that.
0: I think they were a little too excited to to uh, be mid play. Let me
2: ask you, uh, who do you like better at this point in time? Right now, do you like Justin Herbert or Joe
3: Burrow more as a quarterback?
0: Right now, just a neighbor. Yeah.
3: After, after watching yeah. Herbert play, yeah, and watching Burrow play earlier, yeah. uh, I think Herbert's miles in front. Herbert of him. is so accurate. Well, if he has time, he's going to yeah. zip that ball. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: Like you said, you yeah. can. Sl- he can sling it, and but the accuracy he, just.
0: Well, he's got the whole package. Yeah. You know, he's what almost six six. He yeah. can throw it from multiple arm angles. Uh, he can run. He can throw it off the run. He can stand in the pocket. I'll tell you what. The Raiders hit him a lot
3: last oh, night. Oh, gosh, yes.
0: They hit him a lot. So uh, the fact that, that he stood in there and took took all that and still brought his team back, I was impressed. Uh, yeah. I was impressed.
3: His uniform was awful dirty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that game. yeah he, he was smashed. Yeah. A lot of grass stains on that. Bad uh, boy. I don't
0: think the linemen are getting a bonus after that
3: one. <laughs> yeah, if they could surround surround him with a little better talent on the outside, they got a great running back, and they, they really need a line to protect him.
0: Well, which is funny because I, th- I think Allen is top notch receiver. He dropped uh, two balls last night that
3: were yes, crucial. He did. They dropped it. Cook, he, Cook he, dropped a ball right in his hand. Yeah, yeah. He, but no one Alan, near him too.
0: Allen dropped two crucial yeah. plays yes. that, yeah. that I thought were big, big time mistakes. And,
3: I mean, they only they only targeted Williams a couple of times. That one at the end in, in overtime where he was able to get up the field. Yeah, but no, I, I think that they, they need some, they need a burner and they need some people. They they need they need a Renfro.
0: Well, if you remember, <laughs> at the end of the third quarter, uh, the Chargers were going to the black hole end. Mm-hmm. Okay, Then it was third and sixteen and Allen ran the end cut at 18 yard and hit him right in the chest and he dropped it right. and I'm thinking cuz they were on a roll. Yep. I mean they were on a roll and that kind of stopped them at that point point. and it's just a simple thing making the catch. He didn't have to run anywhere. He had the the first down right. but that that was a huge play. Yeah, he tried to
3: cradle it in his arm. Yeah, and it bounced it just, right off his arm and out. It was just it was a, it was a bad play. Yeah. And then again, you know, I mean Uh, Our our tight end dropped a couple of balls. Waller, which uh, maybe maybe it was because of rust. But one, I mean, he looked like he was just trying to get the ball and get out uh, of the field. And I was like, he just took his eye off it. Yeah, the the one
0: to the sidelines, he he turned his head. He was looking to see how far he could get turned up the field uh, before Mm -hmm. he caught it. And, uh, you know, I've been around long enough. Every receiver does that at some point in time. Mm -hmm. Everybody does it. Yeah, they're they're thinking where they're going to go before they grab it. They're going to think, yeah, they're like, I've (laughs) made this catch two million times in my mind you know where am I going to go and then all of a sudden you, uh-oh I don't have the football.
2: Jay do you ever catch a pass or was it is a uh, on a trick play or anything did you ever go out and uh, I never, were you were a target?
0: I, no I never caught a pass on a trick play um anything like that. The fun fact was before I even played quarterback in the league I punted uh, so I was the emergency punter. So I was going to
2: ask you about that too. I was yeah. going to ask you if you like like Sam Cook yesterday if he Well, he, see <laughs> you're for well, back, right? back when
0: I back when I got drafted in 84, okay, Joe Tyson was there and they brought in Jim Hart to be the backup yeah. from from St. Louis Cardinals
2: mm-hmm. number 17. Yeah.
0: You know, 18, one one bar, eight, Jim Hart. Yeah, 18 one bar. Eighteen yeah. years in the <laughs> league. Afraid to play one bar. And uh, you know, they only carried two quarterbacks on the roster. <laughs> I mean you got a forty five man roster. It wasn't fifty three, it was forty five, <laughs> so you had two quarterbacks. Uh, so when I got there and they went out for the first practice and everything and everybody thought I was a tight end, I thought to myself, How can I make myself more valuable to this team? <laughs> so I ran tight end, I ran H-back, mm-hmm. I ran quarterback, uh, I was the backup punter, I was a holder,
3: and I was also the emergency long snapper. Look at that. Look at that. Yeah, you, you think of a punter with one ar- with one bar. Yeah. Ray yeah. Guy type of thing. Yeah. There you yeah. go. Not, not Tom Tupa. The pun- They're a quarterback yeah. and a punter. There you go. Yeah, but, uh,
0: <laughs> yeah so um, I will tell you that uh, if you're ever called in to be the emergency punter, standing up. Uh, one yard from the end line in your own end zone is not the place to start <laughs> right. your punting career Don't put that, I'm just, just going put to put that out there because yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it's not a whole lot of fun to know that I haven't done this since high school yeah. and now i got to catch it and get rid of it really quick 'Cause
2: <laughs> saw a couple of really bad punts this weekend from the Buffalo punter. I think he, he had a, like a six-yard punt, and somebody I just uh, atrocious in a couple of these games. Well,
0: well, let me, you know, as we're talking about kickers, mm. let's flip the switch because right. the Raiders have two phenomenal kickers. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, Absolutely. They, They all year, they have flipped the script on everybody they've played, okay, between Cole, you know, hitting his punts that he does. I mean, it's timely. That's huge. Yeah, and obviously Carlson with the kicks he's made, it's it's a big difference. All right, And, and,
3: and Carlson kicking that ball out of the end zone every time. Forcing that team to go 75 yards, that is a big – that's a plus. No threat of a return. No No threat. threat. All right,
0: but here's the thing. These guys are so good. I mean, you saw the Chargers kicker slip, and he still got it to the 5-yard line. I'm like, I slip. I I want to know if I'm going to kick it 10 yards. (laughs) I (laughs) slip.
3: I won't be able to get up. I knew knew that was coming. (laughs) (laughs) Alabama, Georgia, who you got tonight, Jay? Uh,
0: I have Alabama winning the game. Okay. I do, but I think it's going to be extremely close. I think it's, it could be a 34-31 or a 31-30 game, uh, something like that. Sounds like an over. Uh, you know, I think, you know, because both teams are going to try to run the ball because of the success they had the last, you know, couple of weeks. Mm. Uh, but the key is I've known all along Alabama can throw it. Now, mm. the number one thing is which Georgia defense shows up, the one that played all year or the one that played in the SEC championship game?
2: Right. All right. Okay, that's what we need to see tonight. So uh, it is uh, the two best teams in college football. They are going to square up again. We just saw the game, uh, like I said, you know, a few weeks ago. And uh, Alabama is an underdog. I'm I'm rolling with the tide as well too, but it would not surprise me either way. Would, uh, you know, it wouldn't
0: surprise me. I, I think they they've, they've, these two teams have shown they have been the class of the
2: yep. college football. Two best teams face off in college football. And then uh, the, the college football committee met the past three days. Commissioners voted on a 12-team proposal, but they could not come to an agreement. Uh, nowhere near unanimous. So uh, here we go again. We're going to have this this nonsense probably drag out again. But they met for three days, and they voted on it. They, they couldn't come to terms. So we'll that, follow that story.
0: That, that astounds me um, from the aspect that I look at it. Why wouldn't football follow baseball's lead, okay, expand it, to get that one team that nobody's, you know, all of a sudden gets excited about, right. and they're they're in it. I know. I mean, that's it's beautiful TV. Yeah, we'll continue to follow that. All uh,
2: right, Jay. Always great seeing you, my man. I appreciate you uh, as always, and we'll look forward to seeing you some more here during the playoffs. Sounds good.
3: All right, double B. Well, Keep this is up, a fun man. Monday. Yeah, fun Monday. Look at this crowd already creeping in here, getting ready for this game. Should be a lot of fun. We're,
2: yeah. we're looking forward to it kicking off at 5.15 tonight. For Jay Schrader, Marco D'Angelo, Double B Brian Benowitz, Chuck back in the studio, L Champion, we'll call him, and uh, the G-Man, Gilby, for making it all happen. If you miss any part of the show, go check our Raiders recap at tcmartinshow.com. Houston Nuts preview uh, from uh, for tonight's championship game on the website as well. And tomorrow we reconvene at 2 o'clock.